Never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposed the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Wow, look at that. Hair and makeup didn't quite do the job today. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios right here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania where we broadcast live every weeknight, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. Uh, of course, if you're watching, folks, we, we do. Okay, here's the deal. We simulcast on Global Star Radio Network. That's our home. That's That's our flagship station. I can't believe they still have us. They haven't kicked us off yet, Joe. But anyway, that's Global Star Radio, uh, Global Star Radio Satellite Radio, Radio Network. That's our that's our home base. And we're simulcast on Blog Talk Radio. And you can watch us live on YouTube channel. Just go to HagmanandHagman.com and click, click on the uh, YouTube link right there. You, you can watch us right there. Don't forget, we've got two separate websites. One for the show, that's HagmanandHagman.com. One for show prep, that's HagmanReport.com. We also... Active on Facebook. I've got my site. Joe's got his, and of course the show's got the, the Agma Report's got the, are on. They're on. Um, social networking, Twitter, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, our YouTube channel. Now, the reason we're late, I was late here, and the reason I look like I'm windblown, Joe, is because we had to go, actually we had to travel, and I'm not sure, um, we had to travel to the, we had to travel to Queens, New York today. Well, actually, we didn't go to Queens. We just went to New York, where we 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 were feasting right now during this show on Chick Fil A. So, if you're watching this, you can see it. Here's the bag. In fact, here's Joe. Have a fry if you want. Okay, so here's I got one. You got your own. All right. We just we made sure you had to make sure that we we went to New York State and went to Chick Fil A. Now, I know this is going to make some people's heads explode out there, all right? In fact, right now, right at this very moment, we're, we're in New York City. i got to say, we, uh, you know, a lot to eat wow. here where I'm sitting. 
We're not allowed to eat it. Except, except for tonight. Yes. So and we're, we're really not supposed to drink your other, you know, liquids. But but see, over our shoulders there is, is Times Square, and we actually just got transported to an office overlooking Times Square, where Mayor De Blasio is just having this this aneurysm burst in his head because of Chick Fil A. Well, what's wrong with so, Chick-fil-A? Well, well, nothing. Nothing, actually. They're, are the chickens they're creating, they're, they're cre- creating jobs, and, and we are we are backing them up. And even my daughter, chickens. my daughter just, she just downed it like an entire, entire, what? Four sandwiches. Four sa- I mean, it was like four sandwiches. Eric, I don't know. There were fries flying. There were, there were sandwiches flying, pickles flying. And, and we were on the hunt for de Blasio. Where is he? Can we, can we see him? I don't know, but I definitely like this. I, view I, I think I might there. see him. Yeah, we're looking out the windows here of our office, right here. Hey, Jackie. Okay, so Jack. So remember, yeah, remember being there? Remember we walked like a hundred blocks. <laughs> oh yes, yes, the good old days. Now, see, um, Jackie is here because she does want to say a few things about Chick Fil A. In, 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 in case, in case you didn't hear the news. Yeah, Chick Fil A is in yeah. the news with the New York, uh, well, I'm the just New York Mayor just Blasio. Yeah, uh, see, this is these aren't props; these are real, real French fries here. And the reason uh, hmm? Chick Fil A is in the news huh? is because um, yeah, New York's mayor is saying and asking people to boycott Chick Fil A. Now, why is he? Now, why is that? Asking us to boycott? Is it because Chick-fil-A? they're hateful? Is it because? Is it because they're they're? Um, yeah. It, it, wait, is it because of GMO? That must be white that. privilege with the feathers. I think for the mm. chickens. No, Bill De Blasio, Mayor of New York, and members mm-hmm. of the New York City Council are calling for a citywide boycott of a Chick Fil A, urging citizens to refrain from eating plump, juicy chicken breast. Tucked between hot buttered buns. I'm hey, don't talk like that. Don't talk like them. that. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to patronize them, and I wouldn't urge any other New Yorker to patronize them, told the mayor. City Council Dan Dorm was even more blunt, accusing the southern restaurant chain of spreading messages of hate. Oh, I yeah, see that. Can't have that. Can't have that. No. Mm. Hot buttered buns. Now, Eric is here. My, My daughter Jackie is in the studio. During, during mealtime, did your guys? Anybody's I, chicken fillet say anything hateful? Uh, my my hot buttered buns were good. In fact, I've had compliments on the hot buttered buns. My hot buttered buns. Who oh. wait, who said that? Who said that? That this is in a write up of Fo- from Fox News by Todd Starnes. Okay, because I'm I'm very concerned about this. And see, we, we are making people's heads explode. The reason we're leading off the, with this tonight, and there's a reason for this. Because every time we we talk about the the agenda of the homosexual, the lesbian, homosexual sodomites out there, oh, the people's heads. They, you can you can almost can you hear them? Listen, mm-hmm. they're exploding. Their heads are going. They're, they're just going. They're they're having breakdowns. Because you see, y- y'all know it's wrong. It's against the Bible. It, in the Bible, speaks out against the sodomite marriages. The Hold all on. of this. Uh, no, not uh, the Queen James. Oh well, yeah, yeah. The Queen James Bible is okay with homosexuality. There is De Blasio right there. I think he's going to that leather shop right there in Times Square. You see him? I can see him. He's 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 yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, now hang on a second here, because I, I got I, we're, we're getting a lot of hate mail. Let me just let me just pass, or let me just manage this a bit. Um, so, so, what you're saying, Joe, just to be clear, is um, the mayor of New York is urging New Yorkers to boycott Chick Fil A mm-hmm. because of their in the councilman, the city council, okay. along with Councilman Dorm, who founded the Queen's Lesbian and Gay Pride Committee. Oh, there it is. And organized the first LGBT okay. Pride Parade and Festival. Deeply, he deeply loathes Chicken Filet. Chick Fil A. He, he loathes them or loathes them? Loathes. Loathes. Okay. All right. So, got, look, folks. Okay. We we have no stock in Chick Fil A. We have nothing to gain from this, except to watch the the lesbians and homosexuals, and and the people who are question who who can look down there and and identify what plumbing they have. But up here, they can't really identify what plumbing they or we know what sex they want to be. And and of course, Mayor De Blasio, who's I think, wait, where's Waldo here? Hang, hang on, we'll find him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, there's the, the homo, homoerotic uh, leather sex shop right there. You see him going in there? He's he's got the chaps on. That's the Blasio. Oh no 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 no. That's oh for crying out loud. That's that's Bill Clinton. I thought that was the Blasio. Hang on a second. Okay. Uh, all right. In fact, that might be that might be Gary J too. I I think he's with Pick. Yeah. Good Lord. Hmm. All right, so... um, This is what happens when you mix purple sticks with Chick-fil-A. I didn't even think about the That was error. (laughs) Purple sticks and Chick-fil-A dynamic. um, That's right. Too much much purple sticks. Too many. So... I stopped putting those in water and just put the powder... Just right in my mouth and chew it. Chase I mean, down. I mean, well, with some coffee. Well, it's critical. No, no, no. no we, this is critical mass here. We, we've got to. We got to make sure. Let me just check to make sure. So, um, I, the, the people. So, I just love the, the the emails that we get. I'll just keep sending them because I I just I can't delete them fast enough. Because you see, here's the deal with this. It's not about it's not about gender identity. It's not about equal rights. It's not about respecting someone else. It's not about tolerance. It's none of that. It is none of that. You've been lied to. Every single one of us has been lied to. De Blasio, he's a he's a communist. He is a sodomite sympathizer, and he should be run on a rail the hell out of New York City. And in fact, anyone who cares about uh, who cares about uh, morality and, and spirituality should be. What was that? Garbage. Uh, did you just throw the Constitution over there, or is that? Did yeah, you just rip it up? Just or a, that was? It was okay. part of an executive order, actually. Okay. Well, all right. So we we all need to we all need to to, to here's here's why we we did this tonight, or here's why we opened with this tonight, because the agenda is much bigger than than just the the civil rights. It's not it's not about your rights. This agenda or what's taking place is much bigger. This is a, a bigger component, a bigger issue to the people of America and to everyone in the West. This is about 
This is about uh, mocking God. This is about mocking the Constitution. This is about lawlessness. This is about the lack of, of spirituality. This is about sexual depravity to, at the levels that only those at the time of Noah can even relate to. This is about these rulers of New York City, the, these leaders of New York City in San Francisco, and the, the homosexuals and lesbians in our Congress out of the 500 135. How many of them are sexual deviants and perverts? How many of them are pedophiles? How many of them, from the White House on down uh, to, to the lowest form of, of councilman or councilwoman in, in the cities in this country, are rejoicing because children can and are being being abducted, raped, sodomized. Why? Because our morals are being stretched and broken. All of these deviants, these sexual deviants, uh, from de Blasio to Obama and, and the, 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 the rainbow colors of the White House and the rainbow colors of the, of the, uh, new, uh, Empire State Building. You want to know why we are going to have judgment in this country? It's because none of us are, none of us are saying a, a thing about this or the, the people who are saying a thing about this are not speaking, acting bold enough. Thank God for Coach Dave Dobmeyer. Thank God for people who support Coach Dave Dobmeyer. Thank God for people who stand out in front of the Supreme Court and pray and bow their heads and, and ask for repentance and pray. Thank God for those people. Thank God for every person who walked around that Supreme Court building back in June, on that day in June, following Coach Dave Dobmeyer. Thank God for those people. Thank God for people with morals, who's, the people who still have morals. And thank God for Chick-fil-A for standing up for what's right in this country not what's popular not what's not 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 what is easy because it's far from easy if you don't think for one moment that we will get that our sponsors because of this from christians as well as from pagans out there and druids and sexual deviants if you don't think that we are not going to pay the price for this message tonight you're wrong we will pay a heavy price i guarantee it but we're going to stand up and we're going to eat Chick Fil A, and we are going to we are going to sick, <laughs> and we are going to continue to to, and we're going to fight the sexual deviants like De Blasio, and we're going to fight the sexual deviants like Michelle, whatever the heck her real name is, Obama with the Adam's apple and the and the junk in the trunk and junk in the front. Okay, and Obama, who's who's, who's sexually, uh, uh, you know, at, at the very least, he's a wuss. At the very at most, I don't know. The jury's still out on that, but we are going to fight, and we are going to take it to the streets. That when I say fight and take it to the streets, because I don't want you know, look, don't come busting my doors in the FBI. I'm not going to. Don't do that to me. And, and, and we are going to fight with our feet. What is it with these people? I mean, we've talked about this in so many different ways that say, accept this way uh, of thinking, accept this belief system, accept these actions, or you're a hateful bigot. You know, why doesn't, why don't my beliefs matter? Because why, if you don't conform to my beliefs, are you not my, a hateful bigot? Well, because you're you're not okay with, um, you know, using a, a woman's bathroom. You're not okay with your son or your daughter sharing a bathroom with a uh, with a guy dressed up like a woman with his plumbing dangling you know 6 feet off the ground okay and and, and trying to use it. you're not okay with that and and because you're not okay with that you're a hateful uh, uh homophobic xenophobic hate monger who who just you know who who's got a problem 
All right. Again, this is not about equal Look, rights. This is a, no, this is all, no, this is all no, about no. special rights. I printed this out before the all show. Right. This is the ten point plan by Alice Bailey uh, of Lucius Trust for the New World Order plan for the destruction of Christianity. And we're going to get into these tonight because they deal exactly with what we're seeing today. Um, you know, number one, take God and prayer out of the education system. Number two, reduce parental authority over children. And we'll get into these in detail. Three, destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure. Four, if sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it easy. Five, make divorce easy and legal. Free people from the concept of marriage. Six, make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. Seven, debase art and make it run mad. Eight, use media to promote and change mindsets. Nine, create an interfaith movement. All of those which I just read to you have been complete. Ten, get governments to make all these laws and get the church to endorse their changes. Does that sound like today? Gee, I don't know. It certainly does. Yes, it does, Joe. And, and if you want... Now, that's... See... That's the larger picture. They've got to attack our morality. They've got to attack our spiritual beliefs. They've got to take us down. They've got to, in order for us to fall as a nation, we have to fall as a society. And how do we, how do we fall as a society? They take our, um, they take our gender identity away from us. And when we do adhere to our gender identity, of course they assail that. When we, uh, when we are, um, uh, when we say, hey, homosexuality is wrong, it's an abomination, not just a sin, but an, an abomination in the eyes of our Lord, or of our God, then of course that is hate speech. They are out to ban hate speech, or they, they're out to ban our freedom of speech because they're going to classify this as hate speech when we do say support Chick-fil-A, but it's okay for people, sexual deviant perverts like de Blasio, Oh, guy, I feel another lawsuit well, you know, coming you got on. The Mickey uh, Weinstein but, coming out, yeah. and, and saying all kinds of things against Christianity um, that are offensive to many Christians. Uh, you know, we don't see an outrage or backlash, or you know, Christians calling to boycott him. See, this is this is what happens when the church has been neutered and silenced and taken away from the true doctrine of God. And that is done, you know, by the pastors and the congregations together. You know, a congregation we don't, you know, what is not holding their pastors accountable, and we, the pastors are not feeding their flock. That's right. And at this point, and it leads to confusion. It leads to uh, an apostasy, and it leads to what we see today, which is the church embracing these uh, anti-biblical abominations that God said as much about. But it also says that there would come a time such as this, a great right. falling away That's from right. truth. That's very true. That's very true, Joe. But when right. we see companies like Target who, and I don't know if you saw this, but the FBI, I believe it was the FBI, asked Target for their policy, their whole policy on the transgender bathroom policy and how they intend or what is in their plan to keep women and children safe. And uh, what they, they say? The, <laughs> I got to get back to you on that. Is what they said. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to you on that. Excuse me, excuse me for eating on. So it's the first time we we've eaten on on air. Um, you know, there, there's a lot here. They're changing the uh, and going from the ten ten points here. Just the the last one, as I said, you know, or the last couple using media to promote these ideas of abomination in the brains of men. And then get, getting governments with the media, 
to make and change laws and get these church get the churches to endorse and change laws. Well, the churches are uh, so stupid that they conform to these before their laws. Stupid or or intimidated? Is it, see, I don't think they're. I don't think we're stupid. And, and I just saw a comment when I say churches. I saw a comment. So why, why are people surprised about this? You're not listening. We're not surprised. Whoever wrote that, type that. Listen. Take the wax out of your ears. No. Stop typing and He's listen. Not surprised? He's angry. We're not surprised. You get it. We are not surprised at these events. You understand what I'm saying? This does not surprise us. This does not surprise us. You know, you know what, what, what pains me? The pa- it pains me when you've got Coach Dave Dobmeyer going out there, hitting the pavement, okay, sacrificing his time, his family time, and getting, getting booted off the, the lot in front of Target, um, because of these idiots, these, these, these sodomite idiots, okay, and, 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 there's what five or six people there. There should be tens of thousands of people who are saying no. You know, we back this man. We back Coach Dave Dobmeyer and everything he stands for. We back the the, the Word of God, the Bible. We back uh, the Constitution because what what they're doing is unconstitutional and immoral and spiritually bankrupt. That's so. Don't think for one second. Don't send me an email. Don't send a message saying, "Well, why are you surprised at this? Are you are you serious?" From what Coach Dave did. From trend, the uh, Target's policy and the uh, uh, publicity of the new transgender policy at Target, along with Coach Day's video and million a million plus people who signed a petition to boycott Target, their stocks are now down over two. Hey, hang on a second. You know what? Billion. Get get on your knees. You get on your knees, yelling and screaming. It's my program. You want a program? You get your own program. Don't tell me what to do. Get the hell out of my living room, Rhonda. Get him out of my living room. Can I go? All right, no, we're going to hit some news here. Do you want to hear a funny story? I'm going to start the news on a, on a lighter side, because I thought this was pretty All funny right. when I read this this morning. This is from Israel, the Times of Israel.com. Wait a second. We're looking for We're looking for Waldo. You do. You can okay, do that. Hang on. Hang on. I'll, I'll Clinton, cover the news, and you, you, you break in when you find them. Gary, Gary J. He, he, no, he's the one in the chaps, leather chaps. Is and Bill still there? No, Bill's Bill's coming out of the steam bath. Oh. Okay. Now Obama is going in with Larry Sinclair. Larry Sinclair, Howard turned, uh, turned informer. Okay, so he's okay. Larry's okay. In fact, in fact, he's on the hotline. Larry Sinclair is on the hotline. Uh, with us, because uh, he turned informer. He's been a guest. He's a wonderful guy. But in case, you, in case you guys don't know, Larry Sinclair was in the had written a book, uh, Obama and Me, I think, and he was talking about having oral sex with Obama. And uh, just in case, I mean, and he's been a guest in our program. So, uh, but it's all good. But see, so Larry's a good guy. So do not, do not. Larry's a good guy. He's 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 he's. But see, uh, so we're. I'm sorry. You go ahead. But should I, should, it, should should we just keep watching her? Because I I you know hey maybe one maybe maybe a couple of pastors might we might see a couple of pastors go in the steam rooms. Maybe I should just be quiet. Go ahead, do the news. Like I said, this article is more on the lighter Push. side. Push this from Israel. Man seeks restraining order against God. Oh, that. A <laughs> that, says, uh, ask court to keep the Almighty away, claiming he's being mean. 
an Israeli man has petitioned. I want to. I'm going to see the. Ser- uh, hang on. I, I want to see the process server try to serve that that legal process. The Hafa magistrate's court for restraining order against God, claiming the Almighty has been particularly unkind to him. The initiator of the request is a resident of the northern port city. Represented himself in court. The Walla News site reported Wednesday a protocol of the hearing noted that God did not turn up for this session, although it did not specify how the court determined. So find God and contempt the court. Not in fact there. Well, they don't know if he was there or not. Oh, there's a question. Was yeah, they don't know if if he was there or not, as opposed to merely exercising. Cameras in here filming me. Why is this not not the regular cameras? I got cameras filming me. What the what's going on with this? Seriously. What's going on here? Has there been a coup? All right. Do, do you want do you want to mic up? Is this before the SWAT team members come in or or, or what? All right. I interrupted Joe. He's he's like really hacked off at me, man. He's really upset. Go on. I'm fine. No, I'm done. You hear the giggles? You hear so giggles one and giggles two. One with a camera, one without. Feel free to mic up. Come into our living, come into our home, and come into our studios, come into our offices, come into our our venues, and just rejoice with us over the the uh, the remnant that we are creating, the the movement, the force that we're creating by this program. Eric, you wouldn't have happen to have any of that good cough syrup, would you? <laughs> Sorry, right. I don't blame you. Oh, man. You know, you just never know sometimes what you might tune into in, in, in this program. And, 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 folks, you know, seriously, I, Joe, and let me apologize. I'm sorry for, uh, no, you're uh, right. you know, I, I didn't mean it. I really don't mean to interrupt because what we're talking about, in, in all seriousness, what we are talking about, uh, is very serious stuff. And it's about the future of our country. It, it really is not a laughing matter. And I, and it, it's, uh, what happens what when you put crops in here? You know what we're yeah exactly or, or you know what we're facing though, folks, is is really the the an attack on our civilization, an attack on the godly men and women of our country and of the West, and mocking God. This is much bigger than anyone realizes. So when people attempt to trivialize that what we're talking about, when people t- attempt to say, well, it's just move on. There's so many other issues to talk about. That's right, but this is a critical issue because it 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 touches the. Constitutional issues that touches touches morality, it does it does touch the abortion issue, and it touches the freedom of speech issue. This is a kind of like a golden thread that runs through all that. So, folks, please understand this. And, and you know, I, I do apologize for even if I sounded like I was mocking or being mocking. I didn't certainly didn't mean to be. Um, oh wait, our hotline's ringing. Is that for me? Unavailable. All right. <sighs> never know all right so if you hear a thud and you know and uh the, the studio door break breaking down although we do have perimeter security so it's okay all right joe go ahead um well the the uh, article i was uh starting on was about a man seeking to file a restraining order against god and this man this israeli man um uh, says that he argued over a three-year period God has exhibited a seriously negative attitude toward him. 
although details of just what divine mischief he had borne the brunt of were not mentioned in this report. <laughs> I just find it so funny that in Israel, a man goes to the court of law to try to get a resta- restraining order against God because yeah. he says God was mean to him. See, that this, okay, now even though this happened in Haifa in Israel, okay, and this is serious, this happens in America. When you've got losers and you've got people of, of, of questionable sanity that can file lawsuits at the drop of a hat. Oh, I don't question this man's sanity. You don't I'm sure he sanity. doesn't have it at all. <laughs> there you have it. But but see, because the legal system here in the West has been weaponized. We we all know that. We've known that for a long time. And uh, that's one way. Although this is a different matter, that just shows the the uh, that just shows the idiocy of 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 that. But uh, and again, I'd like to. I really would like to see uh, the process server attempting to serve God Almighty, and who would take subservice of that? And the people in the legal industry field knows know what I'm talking about. Just goes to show you how uh, you can pretty much do anything with with lawsuits and and the court systems nowadays like you said weaponizing it yeah yeah uh, is just one of the things that they've been able to do yeah exactly and, and to the emails I've gotten questioning my sanity look we did this seriously we did this as kind of a break from we did this for a reason because and, and if they must if, be first time listeners cuz no, like this no, guy a in Israel of, a couple of you well, haven't had your sanity you, you know? since yeah. we started the show I mean, well, you, you know, no, it, it, but I just don't want anything to, I don't really want this to be minimized. And um, sometimes you've got to get a little bit out, out of character or off script to really drive home a point. And, and if it, you know, if it does, great. If not, that's fine, too. If it falls on deaf ears, well, you know, we just keep trying. We keep trying different things. But, um, uh, but, but uh, no. So, but there are a lot of other other pieces of news that are hiding behind the election news of the day, um, and, and uh, it's all election news. It seems like we're just getting hit and back and forth through with all kinds of news. Um, you, you have some stuff going on in Turkey that you really need to pay attention. The to. journalists? No, this is a dictatorship in the making, Turkey, and, and uh, well, they killed some journalists. We, uh, well, right. I mean, I guess that in addition to it, many other things. And then, of course, uh, the New Yorker uh, magazine talks about what would happen if the GPS failed. Understand that we are one incident away from from that taking place, Uh, one hacking incident. And this is really critical to understand, and we'll get into that. We also have news about, uh, uh, well, many fronts, the uh, economic uh, uh, fronts here in the West facing us. Of course, more uh, news about the, the, you know, uh, just about everything that's, that's really on the periphery, because next week on Monday, Steve Quayle is going to be. Uh, uh, we we have two shows next week, Joe. One uh, Monday night with Steve Quayle and Tom Horn is going to be joining us. Steve Quayle and Tom Horn, and Tom is going to be talking about something. He's going to be giving information that he has never given out before. Yeah, we got Monday a show. good week next week. We got Steve Quayle and Tom Horn on, on Monday, Monday, and then Steve Quayle. Tuesday, Greg Jackson for two hours, right. followed by Stan Dale. Right. Wednesday, Steve Quayle again. Right. Thursday, Michael Snyder, 
Yeah. Uh, journalist Michael Snyder. That's going to be. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I'm not sure. Is that this Thursday or the 12th. is that? Because okay, you had marked on, on the on the schedule sheet on the 23rd, I believe. Okay. Well, uh, let me see. I'll pull the schedule sheet up. I believe it's on the 12th. All right. I mean, I know it's on the 12th. I believe I marked it on the 12th on the schedule sheet. Okay. All right. So a full week okay. next week. It's going to be. It's going to be good. Yeah, I got them here on the 12th. All right. Well, I'll just have to. It's on the the uh, document for the twelfth. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, that's I got the rest eight. of the week updated. Okay. So there's a, so we're going to be hitting a lot of news and headlines today in the analysis of the news uh, today, and we're not going to be talking about uh, you know the uh, divorce proceedings of the former head of CBS, the uh, chief emeritus, uh, uh, chairman emeritus. Of and CBS. maybe in the uh, third hour we could maybe take calls. Depending on what we, we can close what out we get our through. yeah we can close out our show that way if that's possible um, if you'd like to chime in and, and again we'd like to uh, um, we 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 want to hear from you but please if you can our, our our it would be choice for our for new callers new listeners if you haven't called before please uh, if you've called before please let someone else call in because there's only so many lines and they they fill up very quickly so uh, we'll take calls the final hour. And we'll announce the number closer to, uh, uh, to, to when we open the lines. So, so please, um, and if you haven't called a radio station before, or if you've never, you've never talked to a show before, we're, we're, we're easy. We won't talk over you. We won't make fun of you. We're easy. It's just us. Um, and who's Steve coming on with Wednesday? Wednesday is going to be Gary Haven, I believe, to talk okay. about a number of things, including, but not limited to, Amerigeddon. Folks, if you, if you haven't heard about Amerigeddon, that's a great program or a great movie. We have the we had the opportunity, and I'm going to be writing an article about uh, America, and we had the opportunity to see it. Yes, thank wow. you. Wow. Yes, um, it is something that that it's incredible. But that's uh, going to be in theaters, I believe, next week. I know I know Alex Jones had done a review of of that, and I think Alex might have had uh, Gary on himself too. I'm not sure. But, uh, Jim Baker did, and then oh, Jim uh, Baker. Oh yeah, and Stephen. What we'll do is going to be on Jim Baker's next week. Next Friday is open. Uh, from from how it looks now, maybe we'll move our open phone lines till then. Okay, uh, till Friday. All right, that's right. Because we, we did have to punch um, Friday out or uh, Wednesday out for yeah for Stephen and, and Gary. So yeah, so. We'll, we will do that. Um, but full week besides that. Uh, Again, next week, Steve Quill, Tom Horn, Monday, Greg Jackson, first two hours Tuesday, right. followed by Stan Dale. And, and Greg's got a lot, lot of good, he's coming out with a new book. And Greg, if you're listening, I've got some idea. I, I, boy, I got something for you. I think it's really going to be, it's going to knock your socks off. So in answer to an email which you sent to me. So it's kind of code, you know, the, the man with the mustache walks at midnight. No, I'm just, Greg, you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, in the political world, all these uh, talking heads and former political pundits and insiders are coming out and saying they will not endorse Donald Trump. From uh, presidential candidates and president, presidents, former both Bushes, to uh, you have people like, oh goodness. You're pointing at me. I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. What are you, what are you um, talking about? I wasn't listening. Can you believe that? I wasn't even listening. George Bush Sr. and Jr. both said they're not going to endorse Trump. Oh, okay. Um, so who are they going to call? Newt Gingrich. I mean, all these 
people are coming out and saying they will not support Trump. John McCain even went on to say Jeb, yesterday well, Jeb Bush, that, yeah, not going to endorse Trump. That Trump del- uh, damages my re-election hopes. If Donald Trump is at the top of the ticket, my uh, the senator says in a recording obtained by Politico, this may be the race of my life. Well, I, I want to say something about this, and I don't think I don't think we've been we've been. I don't believe we've expressed our, our support for anyone, have we? No. And, and here's and, and here, here's the big issue. Um, the, the, really quick, as quickly as I can make this, and, and here's what I'm seeing from my seat. And, and maybe you know what, folks? Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, and I absolutely can be wrong. I do believe that that our best hope, if we if we just had right now, if we had Trump, Sanders. Clinton, and that's it. Okay, out of those three, Donald Trump would be our best hope. And we'll throw Cruz in there too. On balance, for the political only. Again, listen, this is a political office for the for political only. I think Trump is probably the best. Now, having said that, I understand he's got a horrible, horrible past when it comes to supporting Democrats, supporting progressives, supporting liberals when he uh, owns casinos and uh, you know I, I understand all of that but this comes back down to you cannot you cannot solve spiritual problems with political solutions it's, we are spiritually bankrupt and we are trying to fit really a, a spiritual or a, 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 we are trying to what we're, we're trying to fix our, our spiritual illness our fatal spiritual disease by political solutions it's not going to happen you're not going to find it the the, the fix is going to come from the ground up and ca- folks in case you haven't noticed help ain't coming you dial 911 on a political speed dial spiritual help ain't coming you kind of get what I'm saying if if you pick up the phone and you're 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 looking for spiritual trauma uh, uh trauma uh control you you're not going to find it in any political candidate i think perhaps the only closest one might have been mike huckabee because we i haven't heard trump stand up and, and greg jackson will say this too stand up and say you know once i become once I once I become chief executive, I'm not. I'm going to, or I, I will, uh, I will issue an order to, to shut down the abortion mills in the country, or I'll, I'll make, uh, I'll, I'll enforce states, uh, the states, uh, or I'll enforce the the the, the ban, uh, enforce a ban or create a ban on same-sex marriages. I will restore the morality of our country. You hear him saying, "Oh, we're going to make it, make America great again." But what you talking trade deals? Which I have got information about the uh, uh, TTIP here as well. But you're talking trade deals only? I think so. Because you're not going to make America great again without making the the Judeo-Christian ethic, uh, wrong word, Judeo-Christian uh, spiritual um, foundations, without restoring those. It's like building a house on sand. Well, it's not going to happen. Joe, do you agree with me or not? I mean, I, but we've heard si- nothing but silence. You know, it's all... Raw, raw. Yeah, let's go. Let's make our military strong. Let's make our let's 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 strengthen all of these. Um, make our economy strong, our military strong. Yes, we need that, but we also need that spiritual component to this too. And I've heard no one talk about that. Not one of the candidates. No, not at all. And that's and you what won't. we need. That's what we need. 
uh, you know, it's amazing. Uh, you watch Glenn Beck uh, with uh, with uh, uh, Ted Cruz, and you, you saw what they were trying to do. You, you, you know, you, you see what they they were trying to do. I'm just going to leave it right there. Leave it in your, the listener, the viewer. You fill in the blanks. What were they trying to do? What was Glenn Beck and Ted Cruz, what were they trying to do? Ask yourself that question. But see, it, it's not going to work because being of, we are not, people will argue that, that America is not a theocracy. I believe it was established as a theocracy. I really do. I think all nations are really basically a theocracy. You can only worship one God. Are you going to worship are you going to worship God Almighty, the God of the Holy Bible, or are you going to worship another God? I don't, I don't believe we can, I don't believe we we can be we can worship God Almighty. I don't believe that 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 someone I don't care who it is, Trump, Cruz, Hillary, Sanders, I don't care who gets in the White House until there's spiritual repentance and spiritual regrowth and, and the spiritual redirection. This country won't be great again. And I don't, I don't hear anyone calling for that. So it's, it's up to us, you and I, and you and I, us, all of us here. London has a new mayor. There you go. The first Muslim elected mayor, or the first Muslim man, has been elected mayor in London. First mayor for any Western nation, uh, Sadiq Khan, beats Zach Goldsmith to become London's first Muslim mayor. But serious counting error delays the results. This from the Sun UK, um... Sadiq Khan, who has reportedly won the race to become London's new mayor, but a serious counting error has delayed the official results by hours. This afternoon, it became mathematically impossible for his rival, Zach Goldsmith, to catch him in the race for City Hall. However, Mr. Khan, who will become the first Muslim mayor in the capital when he replaces Boris Johnson, will not be formally declared victorious till at least midnight. It comes after the unofficial told the BBC there had been some serious counting errors in the processing of votes from across the capital. (laughs) Other journalists who were at the court awaiting the verdict say they were told it was all due to small discrepancies and figures. A spokeswoman for the organizers of the election said the returning officer is currently updating candidates and agents. There were some small discrepancies with regard to mayoral figures, and we've had to take the time to check them. We're doing... The checking in conjunction with the electoral commission, but the story—it doesn't matter. It's it's a selection, not an election. It's who counts the votes, not who votes. That might seem fatalistic, but it's realistic. And in London, you've got such a shift. Now, can you imagine? Think back in two thousand, two thousand and one. Think back on the in the wake, the wake, the week that followed nine eleven. And if you were in London, or if you were in the UK, think back. Think. Could you, if you're, and I know we've got listeners in, in London. I know we do. And thank you for listening. But could you have imagined, or even after the London bombings, could you have imagined having a London, or a Muslim as mayor in London? Would that have been in your mind? 
If not, how did this happen? So how did this happen? That's a good question. I could, well, I'll tell you how it happened. The population no. is well, I mean, that's almost part 50% Muslim. But you know, whenever... Uh, and Bill de Blasio sent us congratulations. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Um, hey, look, uh, your leather strap's hanging out. Um, yeah, how, how could it happen in, in, in London? Well, it, this is a multi, multicultural crap that they're pushing, whether it's uh, in London or Europe, uh, throughout Europe. This is what it's all about. But see, when you've got a vacuum, and I don't care if it's a spiritual vacuum or a political vacuum, a power vacuum, well, nature abhors a vacuum. So when the Christians fail to, to, to when the, when, when the Christians fail to respond, then creates a vacuum. Yes, it does. And, 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 and obviously the Christians haven't stepped up. They feel outgunned, outnumbered. Their laws in, in the UK are, are riddled with, uh, uh, constraints on their speech. You can't, and even in Canada, you can't. You, there's certain things you can't say about Islam. Then you have religious leaders such as the Pope telling the EU yeah. to tear down the walls. Pope Francis Friday said he dreamed of a Europe in which being a migrant is not a crime. Well, it's not a crime today, Pope. Thanks in part to you and Merkel and others. He's urged EU leaders to tear down the walls and build a fairer society. Invoking the memory of the EU founding fathers' pursuit of integration in the aftermath of World War II, the Pontiff said they inspired because they had dared to change radically the models that had led to war. Today, more than ever, their vision inspires us to build bridges and tear down walls, he told a Vatican audience in German Chancellor Angela Merkel, who has been at the center of the EU's attempts to resolve the biggest refugee crisis since the war ended in 1945. And that's... This is not a refugee crisis. We have to start, and folks, I would urge everyone to start using different terminology. Just as, just as we, somewhat tongue in cheek, said, you know, show rule, you don't, you don't call Obama President Obama because he has not earned that, that right, um, based on our Constitution. And certainly Obama being his surname is in question based on the authenticity or lack thereof of his documentation. So, we have to watch our words. If this is not, a, a, for example, this is not a refugee crisis. This is an alien invasion. We have to watch what we're saying because they're trying to change our language on this, to change the directive, to change what we're talking about, to change the the spirit, the tone, and even the accuracy of the information that we're talking about. Refugee crisis, no. Humanitarian crisis, it's one of their own making. It's an alien invasion. This is a planned dilution of our society and this is what happened in Europe this is what happened in, in the London this is what happened in the UK and I've got friends uh, in the UK um, they're older and they had said in fact I had talked to them yesterday and they said you know something we never thought we'd love to see the day that this this would come and they believe and they've seen they've actually been through quite a bit and, and they believe that uh, that the UK will fall that the European Union will fall to to the Muslim takeover of this uh, of the European Union, and the, by the way, the TT, to the uh, uh, TTIP is a big part of this that we are pushing. Uh, we are trying to export the TTIP, Joe. We have to get into this next hour. There's news on that. Um, 
about the uh, uh, the Atlantic side yes. of the TPP. Okay, you've got the TPP and the TTIP. Well, the TTIP is the Atlantic side of the TPP. You've got the push for this TTIP to be, uh, which is this trade agreement, to be uh, put in. And what's taking place here is this globalist, and there's some pushback from this, thankfully, but this is not about taxes and tariffs and trade. It has nothing to do with that. This is about, in fact, I saw an article today, somebody had written saying, who'd have thought that the John Birch Society would, would be, would have been right? Who'd have thought that the people who talk about the New World Order, global governance, would have been right instead of conspiracy kooks? Well, welcome to the party, pal. To, to, to paraphrase, uh, Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Because we are, we are right now in the Nakatomi building, if you want to use an analogy. America is the Nakatomi building. We are under siege by Muslims, by Marxists, by progressives, by, by Fabian socialists, by communists. They're already in the building. And they already have the weapons and explosives in the building. And we are already their hostage in the building. London, it's probably too late for you. Go ahead and bow to the altar of your moon god. We're already doing it here, just not officially. Obama hasn't come out and said, hey, I'm a Muslim. Brennan, well, Brennan just hasn't said anything, head of the CIA. So, you know, the executive branch has been captured. The CR intelligence branch has been captured. Our judiciary has been captured. We're behind enemy lines here. Like, I mean, hey, if you want to believe that, or if you, if you don't want to believe that, that's up to you. Did you see the uh, the leaked files? Yeah. Uh, on on the trade right. treaty? That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, no, I heard you refer to it. I don't know if you read them. There's yeah. 16 documents in a zip file. And it's a huge. I mean, it's, there's a lot, but the, uh, there's a lot to it. But it's, they come around and say basically it's not about trade. It's not about tariffs. It's not about taxation. It's about control. It's about centralization. It's about making this a one world system where we Americans, and if you're listening to this in the UK, in whatever country you're listening to this, you will be subjugated to a global authority. You will not be able, you will be stripped of your rights through this TTIP, through this treaty. These leaked documents prove that. That's not being covered anywhere by the corporate Illuminati controlled mass media. That's not being covered. You need to understand that we are in dire trouble. And, yes, the, and that, the TTIP. Um, and this leaked TTIP yeah. deal to merge U.S. and EU triggers outrage. Outrage is growing on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean following a massive new leak of proposed transatlantic trade and investment partnership a globalist trade agreement negotiated between the Obama administration and the European Union the leaked documents are being used properly in some cases to portray a treaty as a giant handout to big business cronies just as importantly the almost 20 pages of text also confirms once again that the controversial new trade regime aims to merge the regulatory regimes of the United States and EU under unaccountable transitional institutions. In short, 
The threats to liberty, privacy, self-government, and national sovereignty are very real. We told you about this. We told you about the TT uh, or the TPP and its Atlantic counterpart, the TTIP. This is we we talked about this. Alex Jones had talked about this. We have been warning about this for years, and we have exposed the globalist agenda behind this. We have told you that this will attack. We will lose our sovereignty. We will lose our rights. We'll lose our ability to own weapons and any firearms. We will lose our ability to talk freely like we can talk today without fear of being molested either by the, the judiciary, Department of Justice, or, or by civil lawsuit. This is what's at stake here. And it's not our, it's just not us. I mean, it's everyone listening. It's you. You see, people who are listening, and it's, it's, it's great to sit and listen, whether you're listening to this in, in, in a car or by your computer in your living room, even churches. We have a diner where they get together and they, 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 pro, they push out our program every night. We need to stand up and we need to, we need to, we need to stand up and, and, and we need to be the stumbling, the, the wall that exists. We, we need to fight against this. We need to push back against this. Joe, you talked, I mean, people are starting to wake up to this. People in Europe now are starting to wake up to this. And leaked documents. We need to tell others about this. Maybe if they won't listen to you about the homosexual agenda, maybe think if they think you're if that's too hot of an idea. Uh, maybe if you talk to them about the TTIP deal to merge the U.S. and the European Union, this globalist trade agreement. Maybe they'll listen there. But we need to, we, folks. Time is running out. Time is running out. Time is running out. We don't have much time. I don't know if, you know what, I don't know if we're going to have an election this year. I don't know if, it, even if we do, if it's going to matter. During the break, I want you to take a look at this. This was a executive order today facilitating presidential transition, facilitation uh, of a presidential transition. There's programming going on behind the scenes as well. Folks, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we're not, that most people are not privy to that we're going to share with you when we come back stay with us we'll come back from our journey to new york and be back in our studios <laughs> momentarily stay with us and in the third hour your call uh news next hour your calls in the third hour on this friday edition of the hagman and hagman report This is the... ...look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposed 
exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're back in our studios, back from our journey to New York City there, where we were watching Mayor de Blasio, along with Bill Clinton and others, uh, saunter in and out to various um, uh, porn sites and um, uh, sites of depravity. And, of course, uh, boycotting Chick-fil-A, which we have here in studio in abundance of... I want to thank you very much for joining us. Um, a couple of messages. Gary, your grandma called. She wants her basement back. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, now, portions of the night's broadcast, whether they like, like it or not, brought to you by, you ready for this? Healthmasters.com. Healthmasters.com. Yes. Folks, uh, healthmasters.com. It's a, a Christian-owned business, and, of course, they have quality, and I mean quality products. In terms of uh, nutritional products, also uh, Ted's uh, uh, Dr. Ted Brower and uh, his wife Sharon, the head of Health Masters, of course, uh, Christians indeed. Plus, they've got the best nutritional supplements on the market. They've got a wonderful newsletter set up for the newsletter when you're there, and uh, uh, oftentimes, oftentimes they have special promotions for listeners of this program. As a matter of fact, uh, a newsletter by Ted and a message by Ted here, uh, turmeric. Can turmeric, turmeric provide protection against Alzheimer's? A very interesting article there. I would, uh, definitely like to point your attention there. Front page magazine had, uh, earlier today had talked about Obama's plan to accelerate the vetting of Syrian, quote, refugees for U.S. entry. Now, here in, in looking at the broader picture of where we're at, in the remaining days that Obama has, or thinks he has, or we think he has, or perhaps he does have, Obama is is intending, in our view, to inflict as much damage to this country as possible. Because Obama just does not... See, it's not the fact that Obama likes being the, 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 the renegade, the chief renegade, or the renegade-in-chief of the United States. He hates America. And he hates the ideology behind America. And regardless if you think he's spiritually, whatever, in whatever tier you think that he lies spiritually, or lays spiritually, or exists spiritually, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, we have, uh, we have this renegade in chief who has exported lawlessness to every state in, in the country. We have this guy who has lied 
and exports lies and lies upon lies upon lies. And now he's importing these so-called refugees, but they're not. They're infiltrators. They're terrorist infiltrators. And the title of the article that I'm referencing is Importing the Terror. Um, Obama's plan to accelerate vetting of Syrian, quote, refugees for U.S. entry. Folks, there is no ability to vet the Syrian refugees. Understand that. There is no way that the process, when you're looking at this many from from the third world hellholes that they're coming from, including but not limited to Syria and Afghanistan and Iraq and other locations. These are Muslims coming into this country. You'll notice, and we say this on and on, that you're not going to see Christians. And it's interesting, too, because somebody had, I saw a message fly, fly by saying, well, you're preaching to the choir. But you know what? You talk about myopic thinking. You talk about my... If you... To the person or people who have written that to us or say that to us, your myop, myopia, your myopic view is staggering to me. It just, it just, it's staggering because we reach a lot of people. There are new people who are listening to this program every day. Every, I don't think there's been a day that has gone by over the last two, three months, actually maybe the last year, where I haven't gotten an email saying, hey, we found you by accident, we're listening, we're new listeners. So to those people who are saying, quit preaching to the choir, or your rants are just, you know, um, among the, 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 the choir, man, I feel sorry for you because you're very myopic in your vision. If that was the case, I just... Desuit and go home. Walk my dog. Watch reruns of The Facts of Life or Gilgan's Island. But Obama is is willing to gamble with the lives of American citizens. He's intent on emptying Guantanamo. He's intent on on releasing the worst of the worst. And he's done all of that. He has done all that. You have, uh, with the exception of closing Guantanamo. You have generals questioning uh, the release of certain detainees saying, you know, this guy is a high uh, national security risk mm. and a known violent terrorist. Why are you releasing him? Hmm. So, well, it's, um, I'm, I'm getting back here to this article here. Washington Beacon, uh, Bill Gertz, that's his baby. Uh, according to its sources, the Obama regime, they've committed to bringing at least 10,000 Syrian refugees onto American soil in the fiscal year 2016, meaning that's through, through September. By accelerating security, security screening procedures from 18 to 24 months to around three months. Okay, there's a lot wrong with this because you cannot do it in 24 months and you certainly can't do it in three months. So you might as well just say we're throwing the doors wide open. Because the current resettlement vetting process is a joke as it is, and you cannot vet these people. So we are just allowing these people under the auspices of this so-called screening by the United Nations Secu- uh, High Commission for Refugees, or the uh, uh, yeah, the UN High Commission for Refugees does the applicant application screening process reportedly, and they, they make it primarily through the United Nations into the U.S., and, and they're referred to the United States 
for further consideration of possible resettlement. Well, that is, that's how the process works. In case you're wondering, uh, how do these refugees get in here and refugees in quotation marks? It's via the UN. And you think, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Well, that's right. It's the United Nations, the high commissioner for refugees who says, okay, we cleared these people. But you can't clear the refugees in the, in the manner in which you're talking. And certainly not in 24 months, and absolutely not in three months. So you're just allowing this, this, uh, allowing these people in here. The, um, so it's a joke. But here's the other part that you're not being told. It's more than 10,000. And it's not gonna, st- and it's not only is it more than 10,000, it's, it's at least two and a half times that when you get to the real numbers. So Obama is trying to flood the American cities, the sanctuary cities, including uh, as well as other cities who are not that willing to take these refugees, but he's flooding these cities with these Muslims. And every single Muslim um, is unvetted. It's just it, they cannot be properly vetted. So this is a, a national intelligence nightmare. ISIS is already on our soil. ISIS is already operating from positions of, of influence in the United States. They're using mosques as in Islamic centers as their base of operations. Many people remember the um, when Washington and, and the, the the cities or you know Virginia the place the, the Beltway sniper shootings. Don't forget, they were Muslims. Those two guys were Muslims, being and, and they received aid and were abetted by the um, um, International Institute or the Jamaat um, al-Fukra group. This is what's happening right now. The Muslims are busy recruiting and radicalizing their young people. When you look at the demographics, it is it, it's being done with a purpose. Watch the numbers fly. Okay, so that's one thing. Um, the NSA is silent right now on spies' child porn problem. The government's cyber spying outfit, the NSA, they've got a porn problem. And that's really not the headline. I mean, the NSA can or won't say how often it finds criminal image on their own workers' computers, but there it's plenty. In fact, two U.S. intelligence officials said recently that defense and intelligence employees have an unbelievable amount of child pornography on their work computers and devices, and the child porn has been found on the systems of, of, of the NSA. Ever notice in those in the child porn investigations how they always happen to catch people in possession of child porn, never those who distribute the child pornography? Right. And see, sadly, this is not really what the headline should be, though. The headline, the fact that this is supposedly the, the biggest, most capable intelligence collecting and most powerful intelligence service in the world the fact that they recognize or are saying look we got a pro- problem with our employees with child porn what are you doing 
Would it, would, how is that even possible? If you, if you, if you, it, it's, it's like a police station being robbed. Okay, it it doesn't make sense. Or an evidence room, heavily guarded evidence room, being tampered with, or evidence room being removed or or placed in the room. It doesn't make any sense. So, either we have a fully functioning NSA that is the best in the world, best spy in the world, and they're otherwise preoccupied on American citizens and not doing their job, or they're complicit in something deeper. And I believe it's the latter. I think if you look at the evidence, not just the anecdotal evidence, the open source evidence, but I think if you start looking at the subcommittee reports from years over the years that are being declassified, I think you'll see that there is much more to this than we're being led to uh, uh, being told about. So this goes into the larger picture, too, of who are watching the people who are watching us. You've got the NSA, you've got the DHS, you've got FEMA, you've got all of these agencies that are going to be injected into our lives during the next, I don't know, within the next year perhaps, depending on the situation. How depraved and, and immoral and spiritually indifferent are they going to be to your needs, to you? Do you know I'm getting at? It was kind of an in-around way of saying this, but mm-hmm. uh, but that's 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 horrible. That's horrible. And um, even and, and you know, getting back to the the Islamic and Muslim issue, uh, New York Times is even saying that the Iran nuclear deal was based on a lie. You yep. were, you were talking about that earlier, Joe. And in fact, I'm not sure if it was before you know before the show or not, but. Um, Ben Rhodes, the profile of Ben Rhodes, Obama's go-to guy on foreign policy, who knows nothing about foreign policy. Cont- uh, that His profile contains the admission that the deal was based on a lie and that the real agenda was radically 100% opposite, different from the one that, America was, that Americans were told about. Did you happen to see this in the New York Times? This is an important, this is extremely important because this is the agenda the Valerie Jarrett agenda, the Obama foreign policy agenda, the Hillary Clinton State Department agenda. So for those listening who are Democrats inclined to vote for Hillary Clinton or so-called Republicans or conservatives who are inclined to, to either withhold the vote or vote for Clinton, at least in this case, understand what we're talking about here because it is important to understand that this... um the lie that, that this whole Iranian deal thing that involved John Kerry and Hillary Clinton, Valerie Jarrett, Obama, and everyone who, that supported them, as well as top Republicans and Democrats in the Congress and in the House and Senate, know that the narrative with the Iran deal that began in 2013 when a moderate faction inside the Iranian regime led by Hassan Rouhani, it's all based on a lie. So you you've just got you've got to understand this, and they're setting this up. What are they What are they doing? Why are they setting this up? Why was it a lie? Why was it so important to get this Iran deal going? The chess pieces are being lined up for conflagration in the Middle East. That's what's really taking place here. The nations, the Psalm, the Joe. What is it? The Psalm eighty three war, the confederation of of, of Arab nations and states and Muslims. Mm-hmm. The players are being lined up. The players are being 
selected, and Iran is one of them. And I've often said, and I still believe this, that that civil war, that uh, that war, that World War Three is not going to begin with Iran, but Iran will be a factor. It's going to begin in Syria, and World War Three, if that's what you, or for, depending on what you want to call, call it, has already started. It's already underway, and it, it's, and it starts with in Syria. And you're seeing Syria go down, and you're seeing proxy forces of Russia, proxy forces of the United States facing off against one another in Syria. Then you're seeing the so-called refugees become, being imported here by Obama. That's not to to take the to uh, to take the pressure off of the refugee uh, the, the humanitarian situation. That was planned from the beginning. That is to cover the alien invasion under humanitarian um, auspices. For humanitarian reasons. And how does Iran fit into this? Well, Iran will be a part of this. Of course, Iran is an ally of Russia, and we are fighting Russia in Syria by proxy. We are fighting Russia in Libya. This is all connected. It all connects together, and you have to look at the bigger picture. But the chess pieces are being lined up for World War Three, World War Three, for whatever you want to call it. But uh, this Ben Rhodes... And he, his Obama's uh, so-called go-to guy for foreign policy. You got to understand who Ben Rhodes is. And folks, you can do a search on Ben Rhodes and who his relatives are in, in the media and such. But um, yeah, we should uh, we should talk more about the TTIP. I think that uh, because this all plays into it as well. And, and Joe, you had talked about the uh, um, TTIP before the break. Outrages, in fact, uh, with these leaked papers, is growing when people are saying, "Hey, we've been gamed by this. We, we're being gamed all, every step of the way." This global trade agreement is not about trade; it's being negotiated between Obama and uh, the European Union. The leaked documents that you were talking about, and I'm kind of referring back to what you were what you were saying, are being used properly. Uh, are being used. Um, really, as as a handout to to big business, to corporate, to big corporations, but it's more than that. There were there were two hundred. Would you say two hundred fifty pages, roughly, of text? Of there the, were. I just downloaded them. Okay. I gotta find them here. But there were sixteen documents within the zip file. Okay, because the 250 pages that 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 show that the, this whole TTIP is a merger between the European Union and the United States, and people are starting to see this for what it is: the threats to liberty, the threats to privacy, to self-government, to national sovereignty are very real. This is what is behind the TTIP. This is what's behind the TT, uh, the TPP. And this is what's going on with the, with the, uh, in collusion with the Gang of Eight, in collusion with the, the senators and, and, and the, uh, the representatives who are behind these. And we're seeing the globalists. The leaked documents, there were a dozen, over a dozen key sections of massive there's this massive agreement. Most of the coverage surrounding the, the 
sections that center on allegations by Greenpeace. Think about this. Greenpeace. We're actually on the side of Greenpeace on this one. They leaked, which leaked the documents about an alleged lack of sufficient regulations and everything from the environment to labor to investments to consumer protection. But at, at the, at the end of the day, when all of the smoke is cleared, it's not about that. It's about this merging of the economies and merging of the governments, if you will, because this takes away our sovereignty and this subjugates everybody in the West to this newly formed, um, newly formed pseudo-government that spans multiple continents. That's what the TTIP and TPP is. So it's more than taxes, it's more than tariffs. It's, uh, again, it's, uh, uh, and what Obama is doing, what Kerry is doing, what Clinton, Hillary is supporting as well are these transnational institutions that are acting or that are existing as threats to our liberty. In fact, these papers expose an assault on government itself. And we, you have Republicans who are joining forces with Obama to ram through this series of, of sweeping pseudo-free trade agreements with the European Union. This dates, this goes back to last year and people stopped talking about this. Mm-hmm. The Transatlantic Trade and Investment, Investment Partnership. That's what TTIP stands for, in case you're wondering. And it sounds boring. Because, you know, to, to, to many, it, it, economics is boring. Trade is boring. But it's more than that. Uncon, uh, uncontestable, unelected, unaccountable, transnational bureaucrats developing this and this harmonized regulatory regimes for the block of nations purporting to uh, supersede and to actually, well, to supersede the federal and state laws and to subjugate us to their laws. This must be stopped, folks. But it's not just an Obama thing. It's not just a Hillary Clinton thing. It's not just a John Kerry thing. It is a, it is a Republican and Democrat. This is a globalist issue. And, and if this, if this goes into effect in the manner in which they are attempting to push it, speech will be regulated, gun ownership non-existent, property ownership on the, on the ropes. This it, is how extensive this is. It uh, talks of a merger between the EU and the U.S. And not only that, we see that, uh, in here, the international organizations and the NGOs that work with the International organizations are in the thick of this, such as the World Trade Organization, the World uh, Bank, the right. United Nations. Yep. And they talk about, you know, incorporation of the World Trade Agreement, or I'm sorry, World Trade Organization Agreement right. on technical barriers to trade, how to uh, harmonize regulatory framework between nations internationally, meaning how to create laws or how to implement laws already created in one continent or the other to make it universal across both bodies of land on either side of the ocean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through using international court systems, financial sanctions, and international law. That's right. And where they are not met with the open door policy 
of being allowed to, to usher these things in, they will use force. Well, you know, it's interesting you point out. Remember the TPA, which was the vehicle to to uh, fast track the TPP and TTIP. Go back to the TPA. The establishment Republicans back the TPP, still back the TPP and the TTIP. Mm-hmm. Where Democrats were, were very opposed for the most part. It's interesting how that does work out. The Democrats were opposed for all the wrong reasons, but nonetheless they were opposed. But see, here's the the controversial TPP and the TTIP. Um, the TPA was thrust was given uh, this trans promotional authority was given to Obama, the executive branch, in order to fast track the TPP and these other agreements. Well, who did this? Who voted this in? It was primarily the so-called conservative Republicans, who who were on were were for this. Yep. So we can't any longer. No longer can we. Um, no longer can we uh, differentiate between, and we haven't been able to do this in a long time. But this is even more where we can't differentiate between. Uh, partisan politics anymore. It's us versus them. It's red versus blue team. It's shirts versus uh, shirtless, shirts versus skins. Whatever you know, that's what it, that's what it, where it's at. Um, but uh, d- don't take your eyes off the TTP, uh, TTIP, and the TPP. Another thing here, uh, just the fragility of our system. Unless you want to add something to the T. No, go ahead. Okay. I'm still looking through some of these right. PDFs. The fr- fragility of our of our of our satellite system and of the fragility of our GPS system. The New Yorker had an article here about uh, what would happen if the GPS if GPS failed. Listen to this, folks, because this is extremely important. With the right tools, a GPS hacker could disrupt financial markets or make an aircraft fall from the sky. That's true. Watch for this to happen. We've been warned. I've been warned by someone um, within the intelligence community that they are going to take this for a test drive. The oh, radio- what's the date on that article? Because there was something last week about this, too. I think this was from, this was from last the, the day. It doesn't okay. matter. I mean, it, it's... Um, no, it's fine. Uh, actually, this is a combination of articles in my notes here. Okay, this is the article. The article actually was from the New Yorker. And I think that was from, uh, not sure when that was from, but then I've got some additional notes here that substantiate this. But um, the lifeblood, when you get in your car and you use GPS, it's simple, right? It's great. Did you know the first satellite that went up, um, the first GPS coordinating satellite was back in 1978? But the current GPS system, originates from a constellation of 24, count them, 24 satellites orbiting 12,000 miles up in geosynchronous orbit with the Earth. And when the signal, for example, a radio signal that propels the GPS, when it when it reaches the ground, it takes, after about a 67, um, a period of about 67 milliseconds, I, I guess it's, well, it must be pretty fast, right? <laughs> it is so weak that it's almost imperceptible. GPS experts often compare the processing the signal uh, to trying to read by the light of a single bulb in a city a thousand or two thousand miles away. It's just it, it's 
impossible. So you can kind of get the idea of the fragility of the system based on the, the, the weakness, deliberate weakness of the signal. It's got to be so it doesn't impose upon other electronics, but the signal tells the receiver, for example, the precise moment at which time it left the satellites. Given the given four um, of these uh, of these cues processed simultaneously, th- think of the triangulation plus one. We'll say the receiver can extrapolate its position in three dimensions. This is how GPS works. A timing error. Even if it's as little as a millisecond, can throw off a calculation by nearly 200 miles. This is what we're talking about now. The GPS satellites, that length of time it takes the radio signal to get from the satellite to to the receiver. The United States Air Force, which runs the GPS ma- uh, master control, control station in Colorado, calls GPS the world's only global utility. Because the very same satellites, the very same signal that is being used when you are programming in uh, your uh, your Prius, your GPS and your Prius to go visit your Aunt Edna, ISIS is using that very same signal to target some Christian church over in the Middle East. This is wholly, wholly owned by the United States government. The system is available free to everyone, including ISIS, including the globalists. And again, I mentioned that the first satellite was launched back in 1968, but it's become, the whole system has become increasingly powerful. And other countries have navigation satellite networks, but none are as dependable or as widely available as those by the United States. There are now around seven GPS receivers on this planet for every ten people. Think about that for a moment. Estimates of the system's economic value run into the trillions of dollars. But what happens? Well, I'll just say this. That's a lot of responsibility for such a weak signal. The Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, you know it, as DARPA, determined recently, listen to this, that within 30 seconds of a catastrophic GPS shutdown, think think about this, oh my goodness, now I won't be able to use my GPS, now this worse than that, a position reading would have a margin of error the size of Washington, D.C. So when you program, what, what, what they're saying is, DARPA said that within 30 seconds of something catastrophic happening to the GPS system, your trip, you'd be off by probably 10 square miles, or 10 miles. After an hour, you'd be off by a space the size of Montana. Well, drivers might miss freeway exits, but most importantly, more importantly than that, planes would also be grounded, ships would go way off course, rail systems would be tied up, freight train cars with GPS beacons would disappear from the map, be lights out. How, how possible is a hacker? How possible is it for, for this to be hacked? It's possible. There's a vulnerability here. One that can be fixed, but it's not being addressed. The set of satellites that are being used for GPS or the same set of satellites that are being used um, to some extent to... Um, Oh, uh, 
I don't want to give too much out here. I'm thinking about this, but um, you could actually use these signals to spoof major markets. Just think about that for for a moment. The uh, the economic markets as well. Did you see that uh, NBC? We we reported on that Gucci for story uh, yes. from Fox News. Yes. NBC sat on that story for a number of weeks and did not release that. Um, that was an interesting. Piece Wasn't of that? News. Didn't, was that the one where Fox came out and then, yes. and then they, yes. the mainstream or the other mainstream had to report on it because of the right, right? Because they didn't want. It. But see, you can tell you can tell that all the mainstream media outlets if. If Fox, Fox also waited. Yeah, they did. They, I mean, they waited. Now, was it at the request? Sometimes you, you do have the Justice Department of Justice telling um, telling a um, uh, a news station, for example, to hold off on the story. It, this was not the case. If, if folks to, to the Fox watchers out there, if you think that Fox is is a conservative with a capital C. Reporting agency, you're sadly mistaken. It's not. No, and oh. um, I wanted to hit these two articles here. Go ahead. Um, one, this is from uh, Michael Snyder. A new digital cash system was just for was just unveiled at a secret meeting for bankers in New York last month. A secret meeting that involved more than 100 executives from some of the biggest financial institutions in the U.S. was held in New York City. During the secret meeting, a company known as Chain unveiled technology that transforms U.S. dollars into pure digital assets. Mm. Representatives from Nasdaq, Citigroup, yep. Visa, Fidelity, Pfizer were in the room. Yep. Chain also claims it was partnering up with Capital One, State Street, and First Data. This revolutionary technology is intended to completely change the way we use money. It would represent a major step toward a cashless society. But if this new digital cash system is going to be so good for society, why was it unveiled during a secret meeting for Wall Street bankers? Is there something more going on than what we're being told? Uh, Michael Snyder asked this question. It goes on to cite, uh, it says, none of us probably would have heard about the secret meeting if it was not for a report in Bloomberg. The following comes from an article entitled, Just Inside the Secret Meeting, where Wall Street tested digital cash. On a recent Monday in April, more than 100 executives from the world's largest financial institutions gathered for a private meeting at Times Square office of NASDAQ. They weren't there just to talk about blockchain, the new technology some predict will transform finance, but to build an experiment with the software. By the end of the day, they had seen something revolutionary. The U.S. dollar transformed into pure digital assets, able to be used able to be used to execute and settle a trade instantly. So, so what you're saying is basically this is a run-up to digital cash. Yes, it is. It goes on to say, so it is not just Michael Snyder from Economic Collapse blog that is referring to this gathering as a secret meeting. This is actually how it was described by Bloomberg. And I think there's very good reason why this meeting was held in secret because many in the general public would definitely be alarmed by this point or by this giant step toward a cashless society. And it goes on to uh, link more from the Bloomberg article, folks. If you want to read that, um, just go to theeconomiccollapseblog.com, and we're going to have Michael Snyder on next Thursday. But he boils it down to a global push towards a cashless society where big banks and governments are... uh, 
are really on this idea of having such a system, and this system would force everyone to be their customers. No more hiding cash in a mattress. No more trying to pay bills with paper money. Under a cashless system, all will be dependent on the banks. They would uh, make lots of money, whether we swiped our cards or used our chips. And the governments are in the U.S. are not the only ones seeing advantages on digital cashless society. It is both something that the European Union and the Asian countries, the more advanced Asian countries, are looking to implement in order to gain complete control over the population and where the money goes within the population. Well, it's all about control because you cannot control what you cannot see, and that's the government's mantra, basically. So what they're doing is, they're number one, they're centralizing power, and number two, they are making it so you cannot use the $5 bill in your pocket to buy nope. a box of uh, 22 shells. Gee whiz, I couldn't do it anyway, right? But I, I Or a box of shotgun shells or whatever it might be. So all transactions, Chick-fil-A. or Chick Fil A, that's right. And you see, this is what this is a big, big, huge story, and it's happening right before our very eyes. It's being disguised, in in, in this cashless society is being disguised. Now, is it likely that we will see something to to uh, to cause everyone to use? Um, like what debit cards or credit cards or whatever it might be, some sort of electronic card. This is another good point too, folks. If you're listening to this program, and I don't care if you live in the United States, Canada, anywhere in the world, please, whatever your currency is that is being used, make sure you have some money outside of the bank in your pocket, in your mattress. I don't care. It's a good idea. All right, Can I because, some? yeah. You I know, have I gotta tell money you. In, in only two pockets out of five, so I need to make sure the rest are there. Parents on my right, but you, you know, it doesn't matter if your kids are, are six or thirty six. Uh, you know, it's you know, right? Just kidding, Joe. But but no, this is really what we're seeing right now is this push toward the consolidation and centralization of all monetary assets. And that you article, won't be able to exist outside of this system, cash yeah. system. That article leads into this. This is a, a article from nextgov.com. This is a government website. It goes on to say, imagine a well, hyperconnected. It, it's a government fed website. It's a it's a dot com. It, it's, it's not a dot gov. It's a dot. Well, if com. you go on the White House and you scroll to the bottom of the page. Right, it's an endorsed. It's, or it's endorsed there by the with government. HHS, with OpenGov.com. It's an NGO, basically. Okay, yeah. to, to be clear, it's linked. I mean, it, it it puts out government policies and discusses topics and trends dealing with government laws and uh, initiatives. This goes on right. to say: Imagine a hyper-connected government that anticipates the needs of its citizens, that runs on modern IT systems, and actually employs cutting-edge augmented and virtual reality systems to better engage its growing data sets. Such a future may only be a few years away. The report Tech Trends 2016, this report dissects several trends in technology, including the Internet of Things, augmented virtual reality systems, and monetizing core systems, leveraging virtualization, industrialization, analytics, and even technology's moral implications offering detailed use cases from various business sectors in each. Now, on the virtual reality side, yesterday and the day before, Drudge had a few articles up yep. 
on how yeah. virtual reality destroys real reality and further destroys people's ability to function in social society, much like what the social media has done so far up to this point. You, you remember the 80s when the, in the I, I would say, well, the late 70s, early 80s, the, um, I, I guess many would classify the gaming systems back then. Um, and I remember having the, what was it, the Atari with the mm-hmm. the, the Pong, you know. I remember um, Atari. Okay, or whatever, I, I'm not even sure what, the very first gaming systems, computer gaming systems. Um, okay, but regardless, you see the progression of the gaming systems. It was and, and 16, 8-bit, 16-bit, 32-bit, 64-bit, and if I remember right, the uh, 64-bit was the PlayStation before that, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, 32-bit, um, back down to, like, Sega and those. But, but, but you see, what's, what's taking place right here is the progression incrementally to, to, it's, they're, they're capturing the youth. They have captured a generation, multiple generations. If you go back to the late 70s when the computer games came out, early 80s, the sophistication rose. So today, what you've had through this incrementalism, compliments of the Tavistock Institute, folks, please understand the role the Tavistock Institute plays into what we're seeing today, into this cashless society, into this virtual reality, into all of this, into fashioning our language and even limiting us to 140 uh, characters or less in communications on Twitter or forcing us into this virtual reality of Facebook. Check out what the FBI is doing. The FBI wants to exempt its massive biometric database from some federal privacy rules. The FBI wants to block individuals from knowing if their information is in a massive repository of biometric records, which includes fingerprints, facial scans, if the release of information would compromise a law enforcement investigation. Uh, that's the reason they use for not wanting to release it. The FBI's biometric database, known as the Next Generation Identification System, hint, hint, gathers a wide scope of information, including palm prints, fingerprints, iris scans, facial and tattoo photographs, biographs for millions of people. And you see, Joe, that's very, that's very true, because when you're at a stoplight, when you go through a toll barrier, toll booth, when you go through a checkpoint of any kind... They are collecting information data. And, and there's no way you can really avoid this. They are taking your facial recognition or using facial rec- recognition software, cataloging you. This is what Facebook is doing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if right you are your friends. And right. Is this your friend? Who is this? You know, that little box. Who is this? This is what is taking place. This is the reality of today. But you had to get... You could not, and this is where Tavistock came in and said you can't really force this technology. They had this technology before, but you can't you can't force it on, on on people because the blowback would be tremendous. So, like a frog in a boiling pot of water, they brought this technology forward. They, uh, your generation and the generation, uh, the millennials, they have desensitized everyone. So you just watch, folks. Look around you. How many people are using debit cards or EBT cards or whatever they might be, but non-cash to to conduct a transaction? 
everyone has been desensitized to that. When you're pushed to do online banking, you're pushed to do uh, paying your bills online. Everything is online. Why? Why? Is it for your convenience? Oh, that's, that's the narrative, but the bottom line, it's for, it's for, um, surveillance and control. Because again, they cannot, when I say they, I'm talking about the globalist power brokers, Luciferians, the people behind the masks. They cannot control what they, what they cannot see. And they want to control everything, including every bit of your life. So this is why a cashless system must come into play. How's it going to play out? Will it be a crash of our economy that will force us into a cashless society? Perhaps. Will it be a combination of things? This is why the movie Amerigeddon is so important. That, exactly. Watch Amerigeddon. It's coming out in theaters. I'll be I'll be talking about this, doing a report on this. But it is so extremely important. Amerigeddon, it's, it's, a, it's well done. And it, it is frightening. Very professional. That's, that's right. Now, in addition to all this, I mean, you know, what we're facing in addition to that, this, I just want to jump, jump here too. Last week, or earlier this week, um, there were publications that were talking about North Korea, and you might think, well, so what? North Korea is just a, you know, it's just a really a, a, a pimple on a... It might seem that way, but there is a reason yep. that they're there. There is a reason that, just like Iran, uh, you know that the U.S. uses them as an enemy, points to them uh, to blame things such as cyber attacks and whatnot. Yep. Um, there are things going on in Iran. There was a, an accident with a missile launch recently where a missile uh, blew up while it was no. launching, uh, killing several North Korean uh, service members, which was kept pretty hush-hush. And they're testing new intercontinental ballistic missile systems as well. Where did they get those from? Well, there's there are apocalyptic plans right now for North Korea to invade South Korea, okay, mm-hmm. to kill a million people and drag the West into war. Uh, nor, nor, right now, if you look at North Korea, they're 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 being starved, with the exception of, of you know uh, uh, what's his face, the, the the short little puppet sock puppet over there. <laughs> and they're um, basically being starved. They're short on food, they're in the brink of collapse, <clears throat> and they're desperate, and because of their desperation, they're seeking to to uh, perhaps invade South Korea. Now, reports the, uh, from the country reveal that Kim Jong-un has built a replica of the South Korean presidential palace to train his troops for an invasion. <clears throat> and you might say, well, we've heard all of this before. It seems like every couple of years, you know, it's, we get some bad news about North Korea and there's these threats and it's meaningless. But have you noticed the incremental progression of their missiles, their weapons, all of this? Now they're feeling their oats and backed by, in a sense, not t- not totally, but, but backed with a hands-off policy by China. You could see some flashpoints break out in, with North Korea. Also, the, the, um, the miniaturization of North Koreans' weaponry. This needs to be discussed because that does pose a threat to the United States, a real threat, as well as Iran's exporting their uh, missile and uh, warhead uh, programs and also adhering to their own internal uh, weapon programs. The reason we're bringing North Korea into this in Iran we've talked about is because we need to do a complete triage of geopolitical events because when everything does take place or when when and I'm convinced we are going to see 
a, a, cas- a series of events, a cascading series of events, as opposed to one event that's going to just be responsible for everything. You're going to see a cascading series of events that will affect the economy, that will disrupt our food supply, will cause uh, not martial law, but emergency police powers in this country and perhaps other Western countries. Martial law has the implication of a military presence. Emergency police powers has the implies and and realistically talks about the uh, presence and force of the federalization of, of of the police. This is what I believe will take place. DHS being in, in federal or DHS and FEMA federalizing the municipal uh, agencies, and the police has to go along with this. And the police being the uh, exercising the police powers and powers to prevent or restrict travel. This is what's going to happen. But what will what will be the event or series of events to, to kick this off? Right now, we we're seeing a perfect storm, and I think that if you look, and I'm going to drag it, go out out further, and kind of go out a little further and come back in. But but you're also seeing the uh, the presidential election for 2016. Uh, being somewhat tampered with. You've seen it happen. You've, it, Ted Cruz is still campaigning, by the way. Um, Obama, in his anticipation of, of leaving the White House, is has drafted, as you mentioned earlier, uh, executive orders that kind of protect him in his once he leaves office. Um, although other presidents have done it, not in not to this extent. Then you've got the geopolitics, the military, including but not limited to North North Korea. I know I'm jumping around here, but any one of these, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, can any of this be stopped? Or is the time too short? If you go to HagmanReport.com, take a look at the video that uh, has been posted there, that J.D. posted. It's 27 minutes long. It's the extended version. That gives you a good example of the signs of the times. And it's a good video. It's a great video. By the way, we're kicking off, and I should mention this too, as we approach the uh, nine o'clock hour. We're kicking off a program. We have we have tips at HagmanReport.com. Tips at HagmanReport.com. We are now asking you, the listeners, the viewers, for any tips that you might have. If you have a photograph or see something of a military, paramilitary movement or event, or see something in your area, or you just happen to find some information on the Internet open source, it doesn't matter. Send it to us, tips at hagmanreport.com. If you go to hagmanreport.com, if if it's not there now, it will be up just a button to push for tips for news tips. We will cover them. We will investigate them, vet them, and cover them as appropriate. So we're gonna, we're rolling that out next week. And I just wanna also, I'm gonna say this, and I just hope folks please just hang loose. But we are also rolling out a, a store, a Hagman Report store. Now more on that. I'll talk to you guys about that on Monday or check our website over the weekend, but it's really kind of a neat, uh, a neat thing. Um, but anyway, back to the tips. No, tips the store is awesome. Yeah. And it's going to even get better because this is stuff that we use, not just, not just like cups and shirts, but the things that we use, uh, that can be, uh, beneficial to you. It's going to, it's going to be fun. It's going to be expand. It'll be expanded too. So more on that this weekend. But as we get closer to the top of the hour, take a look at the entire landscape, uh, the world events. Take a look at that video on HagmanReport.com. Tell me if we're not close to the event horizon. 
And uh, lastly, about the elections, I, I do I do believe, based on additional information and substantiation of information I got earlier this week, that yes, we are going to see some sort of uh, events take place this summer and this fall, somewhere between the date of the Republican National Convention, which happens first in Cleveland, to the dates of the election. There will be either an economic crisis or some sort of calamity that will definitely impact the way we live here in America and expand out to other Western countries. What that could be, I don't know. Will there be an election? Could there be an election stoppage, perhaps? With this, something doesn't feel right. Anything is possible. But I do believe that Obama is preparing to leave because he's got bigger plans. His plans are to be the emperor of the world. That was right from the beginning. And, of course, his bona fides, his background certainly uh, suggests that he could be not just a citizen of the world, but emperor of the world. Yes. And that's through the United Nations, of course. Yeah. But awesome. so look at this, in, in the, and I would urge everyone to take their blinders off and please look at this from a larger perspective. It's just not about one thing or another. When we talk about, when we opened, this, opened the first hour, we were talking about Chick-fil-A and de Blasio, the mayor of New York City. That's no small matter. Understand no. it's no small matter, and it's not about what you think it's about. Please know that. So every headline that you see, please understand, it's not what you think it is. Because we're being gamed. We're being prepared. We're, the lies are coming at an enormous rate. Please, I beg of you to open your minds and to look and to understand. Nothing is as it appears. That's right. And we're coming up against the top of the hour break. And in the next hour, we're going to continue to go through news, but we want to hear from you. Uh, at the close of the week at 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. News that we still have to get into. We have news on the North Carolina uh, LGBT laws that the government, federal government has come out and said, um, you know, we're not going to give you any federal funding if you don't change your laws. Well, the North North Carolina tells the Obama Justice Department, we will not be bullied over the transgender bathroom bill. Now it's a Get out of our state. Get out of our state. That's the way to do it. Uh, There's that. There is a lot more. We have um, some more on Trump. We have Planned Parenthood news. We have a whole bunch of political news and technological news and some on the economy. But most importantly, again, like to hear from you, 844-769-2944. We'll be right back. This is the Global Star Radio Network. Your city or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. 
Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're going to take your phone calls and continue to cover news in this hour. Again, the number is 844-769-2944. First-time callers get the preference. We want to hear from you first. Yeah, and we want to thank Global Star Radio Network for affording us the opportunity to take calls. Thank you so much. I want to acknowledge an emailer. I'm not going to even reference his name. Um, wrote in this and thank you so much for this little tidbit there is well heading there is no classified information in this email during my career in the, the department of defense department um, we had the opportunity to demo different software platforms for acceptance before release during one such demo and trial run this emailer writes I was looking at a system that could mine data from user-generated social media sites. Now think about this. It's important. This included, among other data types, images of verbatim conversation I had with the agency point of contact hosting the demonstration just before I got started. Listen to this conversation now. Me. The, the person working for the Department of Defense as a contractor installing the system or demonstrating the system. So, what are the legal chains for reporting on this? The point of contact. What legal chains? Referencing, you know, a legal material on a person's computer. What legal chains? Me, the person that's uh, demonstrating the system. Well, like, what if a user happens to run across illegal content? The government worker. Ignore it. Me. What? But what about something like child pornography? The government person. No, you just got to have a strong stomach. <laughs> the I'm email writes... because that's funny. Uh, yeah, it's sad. I mean, the email writes, bear in mind, these systems mine the content, and everything is stored locally, like using a browser. There's no ignoring it. There's no clicking past it. It's on your machine. It's cached. Then it's backed up, it's archived, and it's stored. Okay. This was a government-built system run by government employees, maintained by government employees, no contractors involved at all. NSA does this kind of work every day, and they see this stuff every single day. And they won't do, or in some cases cannot, do anything about it. And you know, sadly, and here's the, the money statement, and no help comes to the victims in those images. Thank you so much, and you know who you are. Thank you so much for that. And card, um, some other emails about uh, the card chip, for example. Um, uh, one gentleman wrote in to ask if uh, we could explain why his bank declined his debit card the other day where uh, this individual shops at regularly. 
the expiration date was valid within uh, a year and a half. There's a year and a half to go. You know, right now there are two kinds of cards out there: debit cards, credit cards. One with a chip, and one without, right? Mm-hmm. Some stores won't take cards. There you go. And, and this is the emailer's question: Why did the store refuse the bank card, which was still valid, but it did not have a, a chip in it? That's either you didn't have money in it, or it didn't comply with money. the standards of the store. That's right. So, um. Really, what is taking place here, and this is important to point point out, I, I truly believe this, you will be getting, everyone will be walking around with cards with chips inside. Now, these chips often fail, but nonetheless, they're inside. There's not going to be, in a year from now, a year and a half from now, there will be no cards without those chips. Those chips will contain all of the information about transactions. Um, I think, I think, Alex Jones did a wonderful uh, expose about this, but having said that, the stores, uh, there, there is a um, financial benefit to, to those who use or accept chipped cards only. And I just got a new debit card, and yeah. I just looked at it. And you've got sure a chip enough, in it. Yes. That will yep. be cut out later. Well, if you do, it's going to void your card, and you won't be able to use it in many places. But um, this is where things RFID protectors come into play as well. So, but this this is where this is all headed. It's all about the chip. So I just wanted to uh, to mention that. All right. Again, we're going to take calls this hour eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. We got some callers in the queue. We're going to uh, take those in just a second. Just want to touch on this. North Carolina says it will defy the Justice Department's order over the LGBT law. We're not going to be bullied. A political showdown between North Carolina and the federal government loomed Thursday as Republican state legislators vowed to defy the U.S. Justice Department's deadline to repeal the state's contentious new transgender bathroom law. Go figure. The Justice Department notified Governor Pat McCroy in a letter Wednesday that the state's House Bill Number 2, which restricts transgender bathroom access and has become the focus of LGBT rights fight, violates sections of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. It gave the state until Monday to remedy the violations. On Thursday, North Carolina House Speaker Tim Moore said legislators would not meet the federal government's deadline. We will take no action by Monday. Moore told reporters that deadline will come and go. Obviously, we don't ever want to lose any money, but we're not going to get bullied by the Obama administration to take action prior to Monday's date. That's not how this works. In a statement, McCrory said he would review the letter to determine the state's next step. The Obama administration has not only uh, stocked out its position for North Carolina, but also for all states, universities, and most employers in the U.S., the governor said. The right and expectation of privacy is one of the most private areas of our personal lives and is now in jeopardy. If the state refuses to repeal or amend the legislation, the Justice Department has several options, legal experts say. Uh, and it goes up to say that it's, between a battle, it's a battle between the state and the federal government. Our state officials are trying or are saying that this is the federal government overreach, but the federal government has the power over federal funds. This from a Jane uh, Wetchett, a University of Duke professor. Mm. But there is no recent uh, precedent for the federal government threatening to withhold public education funds over a state law, although federal agencies have threatened to 
exert sanctions in some school districts to change their transgendered bathroom policies. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. You know, we got a great email that's referencing Target, and, and thank you, Bob and Maggie. And, um, the I'm going to get to the phone calls, but I just want to say this: don't, folks, don't assume that you have heard, or don't assume that your friends, family members have heard about the bathroom policy of Target. Um, in fact, uh, this emailer uh, writes uh, that their neighbor did not hear about it until she was told last night. She called the local Target and spoke with a manager to find out the bathroom policy. She explained that she heard that a man man dressed as a man could use a woman's bathroom. He said yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my neighbor said, what if I'm uncomfortable with a man in the bathroom? She already told him that she was not referring to to transvestites, you know, that were transgendered, basically. All right, this is just a plain old guy in a car hurt walking into the women's restroom because he thinks that he's a... And girl, despite having the, the the plumbing of a guy. All right. Basically, the manager told her that she can go get a team member, and they would go in and make sure that the men were out before uh, she went in and stand guard until she was through. She said that sounded like a bathroom monitor and hadn't seen one of those since elementary school. Basically, he says, yeah, that's, so what, you know? This is Target. So here's what we need to do. We need not to, we, we need to, the, <laughs> You might say, boycotts don't work, but we need to stand firm and say, I will not shop, purchase anything from Target at all. And this is in the, call the number, call the Target number, get these people on the phone and tell them that they're, they're morons, basically, or, or whatever you want to do, but make your displeasure known. And I, I should note this, and I want to thank the uh, emailer who sent this, and then I'm going to turn it back over to you, Joe. Um, this is working because Target, uh, um, the uh, as you pointed out yesterday, Joe, Target stock down huge. They're getting hit. They're losing Buy billions short of dollars. Target. Uh, yeah, there you go. If you, if I you, mean, if maybe it's too late for that. I don't know, but yeah. and I'm not giving advice. No, no. Of course, you know. Yeah, we have to have a thousand disclaimers, right? But Target loses billions after changing bathroom policy to allow transgender men in the women's room. So uh, you've got um, there's been over a million people who signed the pledge to boycott Target. If if people adhere to that pledge, perhaps they and other retail outlets will get the message. Christians are called to be the salt and light. Coach Dave Dobmeyer, salt and light brigade. We are called to be the salt and light. Let's act like it. Any Christians walk through the doors of Target, i got to tell you, you're supporting this sodomite BS. And, again, this is not just well, anybody about Anybody who buys anything from Target, yeah. Uh, I will never step foot in Target. If you see me in Target, I'm a hostage. Call my family. Okay. So call Eric. He'll come out with the... Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Me, me and Eric. The change of You mean for boys and girls? Yeah. In Target specifically? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I didn't hear that. What did they do? So, so are are you serious? So now, so what is it? Purple or or what? So Some blue for a boy, pink for a girl. That ain't right. Okay, so. Oh, I see. I see. So, they they can decide at what age do they decide whether they're a, a, a male or a female? Do we, we did have a story four year four year olds kindergartners? Uh, okay. Um, 
were given a questionnaire, new, new first time school students in, you know, pre, uh, first grade were given, and parents were outraged about this. We, we think earlier this week we talked about it. They were given a questionnaire which asked the child to answer and identify which gender they most uh, to me that's that's child abuse yeah that's what that is absolutely it well is. let's not make these people wait and if you want to call yell at me go ahead i'm ready for you dare you dare you double dog dare you go we're ahead. gonna bob in west virginia first bob you're live on the hagman and hagman report oh thank you hi joe hello doug uh hey. i called a couple of weeks ago and it was in reference to what i thought was some uh, weather issues and only about five minutes to talk about it so i really couldn't uh, discuss the whole issue, but uh, do you remember that call? Yeah. I do, yes. Y- you're, you're a pilot, right? Yes, Are you? yes, that's yeah. right. Uh, my, right. My wife is also a molecular biologist, so we talk about a lot of science issues and, and what have you, and of course I watch the weather, obviously, and and I watch a lot of other geopolitical issues, but uh, what I was referencing was the timing of a weather system that we here in the mid-Atlantic area had a difference of 20 degrees overnight temperatures at exactly the time when fruit plants and trees were blossoming and and coming out of the dormancy and it was it was startling what it did to these uh, plants and trees and because I because I kind of operate a hobby farm so to speak um, somewhat of a self-sufficient property when this happened, and I had so much loss with fig trees and some other things, I looked at the weather systems, and really nothing stood out as far as the mechanism to have caused that kind of um, um, hard freeze overnight. So anyway, that was my that was what I was getting at. So my conclusion was that it was being engineered to create a loss of self-sufficiency. It was presuming there's some sort of disruption coming in the relatively near future. Anyway, that was why I called. And that was my discussion. And I think it's, you don't recognize it unless you're having food-growing plants and trees, right? It doesn't make sense. Right. But, okay, so take it to the next level, if you will. Take it to, so what are you, what are you, what are you saying based on your observations? Um. In reference to geoengineering, which I called some time ago and got interested in it because I saw at altitude what I thought to be an attack on an area, um, I was able to recognize a temperature change. And anyway, that got me very interested. But I had been researching it prior to that. On another radio show, I was asked if I had seen them uh, while I was flying. Well, no, because I can't recognize them. And then so then... I'm forced to assume and not be able to analyze the information. We're on the ground. I kind of know what the general traffic pattern is, and so I can tell when there is geoengineering activity. And actually, it was quite um, diminished here in the Mid-Atlantic area until here recently, and within the last couple of months, usually in the morning and the evening, and it seems to be one to block the sky and one to prior to a um, a weather system, which I guess steers it or affects the system in, in some way. Okay. All right. In reference to the 
hard freeze that we had, I saw no mechanism that would cause that cold air to move from north like it did. There has been some people discuss we- uh, space-based uh, weather engineering technology, which I don't know about, uh, but that would be the only answer to, for what happened. We saw a 20-degree change, and so we went from the mid-40s to the mid-20s overnight for a good six hours, which, of course, froze things that were blossoming and coming out, and, of course, there was extensive loss. Do, do you think that was the intent, enough. though? Okay, so so could that have been the intent, or was that? Yes. Okay, all right. As opposed I would, to... I would assume so. Okay. Okay. So if you're going to create, or if the powers to be are going to create some sort of disruption, which I think the current events and sequence of events seems to indicate that, you'd also want to eliminate the ability for people to have self-sufficient uh, food, right? In their yards and... Yeah, of course. Of course. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Um, wow. So that was one of the things on my mind, but of course, um, also here recently, this is on another subject, um, I just kind of want to bring this up, uh, a researcher by the name of Judy Mikovits came out and she's whistleblowing about the retrovirus issue and um, chronic fatigue syndrome and the idea that these retroviruses would open up our DNA. So if you expand on that and then connect that with, say, the Zika virus and some other things that have come forward, it's conceivable that this would be to cause people to accept vaccines, open up their DNA, and then at some point in time, another vaccine would come in and there would be some sort of accident, not unlike some movies out there. Well, uh, okay, aren't we seeing the effects today of vaccines given to people my age, we'll say, sure. uh, you know, 30. Um, okay, not quite, but we're seeing <laughs> we're seeing the effects through things like Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. um, dementia, uh, and other so-called age-related or, yeah, age-related uh, diseases. So wouldn't it stand to reason that the well, how can I put this? Yeah, I mean it's a continuation. Of, it's a continuation of a, a of a, a, a population control project. Sure. Hmm. Okay. And of course, the weakening uh, of the public um, through uh, vaccines, through through chemicals, through uh, pesticides. Uh, uh, there's been talk about liners in the um, uh, soup cans and, and all things of this nature, which I think also extends to the transgender and or intersex issue. Right. There's there's a chemical castration that's taking place. Ted Brewer mm-hmm. talks about this and others um, in a number of different venues and, and various methods. So we we recognize that, um, and, and that certainly is more difficult to fight against or fight off than someone mm-hmm. who is cho- choosing a behavior, process of behavior. And I know people... I can just see the emails again. Uh, you know, these so-called scientific studies, none have disproven, although some have been conducted, but none have been dispro- or none have disproven the fact that there's uh, absolutely no proof that uh, 
that homosexuality tendencies, proclivities are genetically uh, predisposed at birth. So, anyway, very good. Now that um, that was my research. Um, I had cause to research that, and there's been no genetic connection with homosexuality. No. Uh, conversely, with the whole intersex transgendered um, condition, there appears to be a physiological, biological cause for at least some. Um, uh, perhaps the chemicals, perhaps the pesticides, um, phytoestrogen, right. things of that nature. And in fact, uh, depending upon which statistic you read, one in 1,500 to one in 2,000 births had some sort of intersex condition. Um, so I think it just depends upon how people deal with it. You know, right. But 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 you're but you're right though. You're correct because. Um, you, you already see medications that have the side effect of boys growing breasts, you know, sure. as a side effect yeah. of a medication. So run that out to its natural um, length, you know. Hey, is it possible that this could affect one's sexuality? Certainly. So that, that, that's kind of a, a force multiplier in this whole social engineering game that we're seeing, or not a game, but this agenda of social engineering that we're seeing. Well, I think uh, what the powers-to-be are doing is enabling this, which then forces or rather allows people to act out on how they feel, whether it be it from a real biological reason or some sort of chemical or medication. Um, and, of course, it, it divides us. And as we all know, you know, communists and, and these kinds of tyrants always divide and conquer. That's right. And, which we're seeing in the in the twenty dollar bill and in a in a multitude of other issues. That's right, Bob. You very astute. Thank you, thank you, brother. Very sure. astute for comments. God bless you. Buddy. Well, thanks for your hard work and trying to inform the public and talk about the issues. All right, man. Appreciate it. God Great to hear buddy. from you. You yeah. have a good weekend. All right. You Safe too. Travel, thank you. Man. Well, I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be well, have a good day, bud. All right, brother. Good night. Thank you. All right, we're going to go next to Anna Marie in New Jersey. Anna Marie, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, guys. I'm a first-time, you know, uh, Hagman virgin caller. So be Hello. Hello. Anna Maria. we're glad to have you. Thanks for calling in. Hey, Doug, you were great at the beginning when you were purple-sticked up. That was fun. <laughs> but I tell you, I, you had me howling. My bird was looking at me like, oh, what's up? But, hey, uh, Joe, I want yeah. to tell you that you've been really magnificent on your maturing um, with the Lord. The things you. you say, and I can just imagine how proud Doug is because you must surprise him. Because it's happening really pretty fast. So I just wanted to say that. As far as your your card, um, and you don't have to pull out the um, the chip. Go to the bank uh, to one of you know actually a physical one. Go sit with the lady and tell her that you want them to go into the computer and turn it off. That's okay. what I did, and I did it with PMC. They'll do PMC that for you? Yeah, They'll yeah. actually do that? Yeah, well, um, I don't think they wanted me to know, but um, I was 
you know, I was spouting a little bit, and I probably alluded to the fact that I was going to do what you said you were going to do. And uh, she, she kind of said, well, I can do this. And that's what she did. She went in. Okay, uh, well, we're, I'm going to try uh, that. We're going to have to really research this because if that is true, and I'm not saying it's not true, but it's if right, I understand. Okay, I understand. So if they can turn on or off the chip, well, I guess to activate it, to, to, turning it on would be to activating the, the chip. But if they can, so it does stand to reason if they can activate it, you would think that they could deactivate it. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, you know, check it out. I, I, it's a PNC, and you definitely got that, you know, because yeah. it's Pennsylvania. Yeah. So, Interesting. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's why I bounced on the phone because I've been frightened to call. <laughs> I just write yeah. you guys email. <laughs> Anyways. Well, thank you for this. We're, we're gonna we're gonna report on this. Uh, actually, we're gonna have Joe be the test subject. We're gonna send him in, and uh, yeah, I can go to the bank. Tomorrow. Yeah. Do it on Monday. There you go. When you have, did you or wait, did you have to talk to a manager and did you watch them do it? I mean, walk me through the process. Did, did they? Oh, as a matter of fact, I went. Yeah, I went around to you know how you sit on the other side of the of the the whoever customer service agent, whatever they are. I don't know if she was a manager or what, but she had just opened up um, a, an account for my son. And I had a couple of, you know, low-rent accounts in there, but I had the card in, and um, I, I was, while she was opening it up, I was, I was bitching about things. So um, I went around. She said she was going to fix it finally, and I went around. I said, oh, really? Let me see what you're doing. <laughs> and she probably didn't like me all up in her grill, but I was there anyway. <laughs> and I love it. Just, I love it. She, it. It was just a simple procedure. It, there was no big deal. So, you've got to worry. Interesting. Alright. Well, we're, we're definitely going to try this and report back to, to our audience. Thank you, for, Anna Marie, for giving us that idea. Um, I would sure. never have no really thought of that. Okay. But if we can do it, then uh, then we should demand, it. I mean, then everyone should say, hey, we don't want this. And to heck with everything, let's use cash, because that way, no one can control or surveil what we do. You know, this really worries me because um, I've had some bad luck in my life and I'm on disability and uh, had a foul divorce. So I'm really, I'm pretty much low rent. And it's yeah, welcome to our to that, world. Where we, where we means, can't use our cash, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. So when you were speaking about that earlier, you know, it, it gave me pause because I know what the other side of that is going to be. And as much as I know what I have to do, it still doesn't mean it's not frightening. And I'm right. You're you're right. And and it's it's damn frightening. Anyone who says, "Well, we should have faith," I we, yes, we should have faith. But if you're not concerned or if you don't have any fear on a human level, I don't think you're paying attention. Right. But that doesn't mean that we live in fear. It means that we experience right. that fear. That's all. Yeah. Right. And, mm. and I actually think Joe said something about that last night. I believe it was something about joy. Mm-hmm. 
defeating defeating the whole thing by living in joy. So I I try my best, um, like we all do. Yes. Anyways, I'll let you go and get someone else. Thank you. Anna Marie, God bless you. I'm so glad you called. I'm so glad you you, you called our show for the first time. I love it. So thank you. Thank you. you. It's great to hear from you. Nice to talk to you both. God bless you both. Be well. Good night. God bless you too. Have a great night. We got another first time caller. It's Anna Marie night tonight. We got another first time caller, April in Kansas. April, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I was um, just wanting to confirm with that pilot that called earlier. Um, We live in Kansas, and about the time that our fruit trees are in full bloom, it never fails, and it's been this way for several years now that the temperature will go down below freezing sometimes in the one-digit area where it's been like 80 degrees and um, we're a dry climate for the most part so when our fruit trees come in um, you know we just have to be really prayerful that our trees make it through the the harsh winter and the dry summers and that sort of thing but it just it has almost been like you can count on this freeze coming out of nowhere and so it's not something he's just observed. I've, I've, I've observed it, too, over the, I suppose, six or seven years. And um, another thing I just wanted to share with everybody, um, this is completely a different subject, but as we are looking at taking care of ourselves, I've had fibromyalgia, and I've been very sick. I didn't know what the problem was for a long time and was uh, to the point where I was, close to the grave, but um, my immune system isn't very good, so I have been researching on what I can do myself that doesn't cost an arm and a leg, and I found that I just drink ginger every day, fresh ginger, I juice it, and I also juice um, garlic, which is not my favorite at all, but I do feel stronger, and it takes care of a lot of inflammation. Wait wait a second, you you juice garlic? Is that? Did you, is that? Wow! I'm, yeah, I, April, um, I'm. I'm. Look, I'm married, April. But if I wasn't, I'm not sure I'd want to kiss you. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, but, but you know, uh, I've noticed, and, and Dr. Ted Brower from Health Masters talks about this, and he's got some interesting products. Um, um, and I think that what you juice, I think he's got as well. But that's um, interesting because the uh, how the garlic um, and how some of these how this all works. I'm sorry. Go ahead and continue. Um, well, I just I hear a lot of people are on very fixed incomes like myself because when right. you're disabled, that's what you that's what you deal with, you know. And so, yeah. um, with all this stuff coming, we need to have some information, and it is truly an information war. So, if we have the tools, which we do, if we can just get it down you know a lot of times mm-hmm. you know plug the nose and down it goes but um, you know it's better than being sick for two three weeks and, and if I feel something coming on I, I drink this cocktail of parsley and greens and lettuce and garlic and then I have ginger as a drink that I enjoy but 
um, if you want to do something that's healthy for yourself and kind of guards you against what's what's going out there and coming down on us and that sort of thing, I just wanted to share with your listeners that it works for me, and if it works for me with a bad immune system that I have, because um, my liver was almost gone, and they oh, said, well, no. we'll have a liver transplant. And I said, no, uh, if I make it, I make it. If I don't, I don't. So I was left with kind of a, a poor immune system after it's all said and done. So this is what I do wow. and works, so I just wanted to share what works for me, and Thank I know you. it has to work Thank, Thank you, you for, for that. Man, so enjoyable. Well, we're going to pray for you, April. Thank you. Thank you. We're yeah, keep, sure. Keep in our prayers. Thank well, you for your call, April. You have a good night. And Thank Eric, you. Eric, Eric uh, yeah, you should be juicing garlic and uh, and and such. Take notes. Let's go to Trevor in New York. Trevor. Trevor, you're live on the Hagman Hagman Report. Thank you. Hello, Trevor. Oh, hello. Hey, hey, you're live. This is Trevor. The second time caller. I was just All listening right. to um, a couple of the callers that's looking for talking about the um the um the chip thing. I found it very interesting because my thing was like I I don't know I don't know if they you know whether can turn off or kind of like defeat the purpose of the whole having the chip if that was the case, but. Very interesting now, but also too. Um, I was about to call it in because I, I'm, I was talking with was was my favorite store shopping since that whole thing with the transgender, you know, restaurants. You know, I'm not. I, I won't shop there anymore. That's good. Amen. Yeah, I we mean, have to stand. I mean, we can affect change. We can do so by. You know, shopping at certain places and by refusing to shop at other places. That's right, Trevor. See, thank you for for doing that, and I, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you because if everyone was like you, and and stood their ground and said, you know, this is BS. We're not gonna we're not gonna do this. Um, from from the TSA to Target to whatever the case might be, if we were, if we were simply unified, we'd be we'd be so much better off, brother. I mean, thank you. Yes, we would. You know, it's such a scary world out there. There's like so many things happening at the same time, and it's like crazy out there. That's right. So, but yeah, I'm trying to be village. You know, you know, villages and just you know take it easy and things like that. And then you inform people because you know, I was at work. You know, a few days ago, talking to my colleagues about you know just uh, things like this. You know, the, you know the HDTVs and things like that. You know, it's a problem. A lot of people they you know didn't even, you know, really know much about it, things like that, you know. They're now to find to like a lot of people like over on the same, you know, level as me trying to, you know, look at these things and, you know, that's it to um, hmm. I just wanted to call in again, you know, say hello. Not well God bless you, my brother. My brother really gonna thank you so much. Um Appreciate the update, appreciate the information, and uh, we appreciate you listening, and we appreciate your fi- valiant fight against the um, against this madness. So, Trevor, I also see you guys have my favorite um, uh, restaurant there, Chick Fil A. Hey, want one fry here? <laughs> you got <laughs> some fries left. 
I grew up eating them in the Virginia. I grew up in Portsmouth, Virginia. So, like, you know, when I moved to Payton, they didn't have any in New York. So, they resale for one in uh, Port Jeff. So, like, I was there, like, a couple of times a week. When I go to the city, I make sure I stop to give myself a sandwich. So, I'll tell you, we got to, we got to, we got to vote with our our pocketbooks, and we have to make change and act change with our with our actions and and uh, money as well. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, all right. Thanks, Eric. Have a good night. All right. Yeah, man. We're gonna go next to Mark in Alabama. Mark, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hello, Mark. Hey, hey, Mark. Mark going once. Mark going twice. I'm going to put you back on hold, Mark. We'll come back. Mark. We're going to go to Peter in Virginia. Peter, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Well, uh, cover, your, cover your mouth, brother. <laughs> hey, Mark. Well, I don't think I can give you a cold or anything over the phone. I don't know, man. Sorry. Technology today, you just never know. <laughs> What's up? Well, it- Here's the problem. I, I thought I was calling a Jeff Rent show, uh, that, which is uh, I'm calling all the way from the East Coast, so I don't even know what the show's about. What you're talking about? Oh. Well, well, hang on. We can, tacos. Hey, 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 Jeff, <laughs> Jeff's right over there. Yeah, this is actually a cooking show. No, I'm I'm kidding. We're kidding. No, this is the Hagman um, Hagman Report. Well, we can cut you loose. No problem. Uh, if if you're if you're well, on a roll with Jeff, uh, that's, what, that's fine. what are you? What is this? The um, uh, what is the latest on Planet X? That's a good uh, question. You, you know what? I, I I don't know. We are we don't know. really not the people to ask on that. Um, okay. But uh, let me see here if I have it. You know. Uh, oh, he dropped off. All right. Yeah, Kathy, right. Florida. Kathy in Florida, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, Joe. Hi, Doug. It's my first call hey, to Kathy. you guys. I've been listening to you for about year and a half I didn't know there was alternative media I got the same information you guys are talking about from visionaries around the world oh, wow. and a very very close friend of mine has been getting messages from heaven he's a scientist the last person you would ever guess would get involved in something like this but he is getting messages and he's written many books with the messages he sells them for cost. His name is John Leary, and he's online, johnleary.com. The messages Jesus has been giving him are everything you're talking about, everything. That's what attracted me to you in the beginning, is I'm hearing the same thing I've been reading about since 1987. But Interesting. Jesus is... I, I have not heard anyone, you know, I listen to a whole bunch of you guys, but you're one of my favorites, you and Steve Quayle. Well, thanks. We, we, like, we like to be favorited. <laughs> you really are. I mean, you hooked me one night. The first time I heard you talking with Steve Quayle, I said, well, if Steve likes him, I know I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, Steve and tolerates us. Uh, no, I, I'm just kidding. Yeah, this, Steve's a great guy, and, and i got to tell you, Steve is... He, he's he's so knowledgeable, man. I'm just he's just unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I don't agree with every last thing he says, but I agree with his heart one hundred percent. Oh, take yeah. it to the heart in prayer. 
I Amen. love that, and I'm using it now. When people say to me, oh, come on, you're crazy, I said, well, take it to the Lord in prayer. That's what Steve Coyle says. That's right. But God is actually going, my friend and his wife have built a refuge, and they're being built worldwide. I hear people prepping and, and, and so on, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. No, in fact, I'm trying to get my family to believe me. <laughs> hmm. But it's easy, we easier are said than to have done. Enough food. Everyone is to have food and water and filters. You know, what's coming out of the chemtrails is much worse than you guys are talking about. It really is, according to the Lord. And I think you would know. I know you don't know me from Adam, so it may well, be hard for you to believe. Or but you. He has videos. His books are called The Great Chastisement and The Era of Peace That Follows. There right. is a wonderful, wonderful time coming after this nightmare. And it is going to be a nightmare. The world has never seen anything this bad. And the only safe place will be the refuges where you will be invisible. I don't know if you've heard of Medjugorje, Yugoslavia, the former Yugoslavia. Yes. And the yes. appearances of our Blessed Mother there. Yes. Allegedly, I'm, that's all I'm. I've been multiple times. My family's been, you know, they all thought I was nuts going behind the Iron Curtain in 1987, but I loved it. And that is what got me back to God. I am a Catholic. Amen. Well, but, now, do you, you're, uh, being a Catholic, do you agree with what this Pope is doing? And do you see. Uh, I'm having a tough time, but I won't. Yeah. I will not disparage the Pope because Jesus said he takes it as a very personal insult to do that. I, I lived okay. in an area in upstate New York where the priests were anything goes. You know, if wow. you want to be gay. If you want to have an abortion, do that. You don't know how bad things were in upstate New York. And I had to tell my boys, do not ask a priest any moral question. Come to me. I'll well, tell you who you can yeah. trust. Yeah, that's so okay. I, but Jesus said to talk against a priest is talking directly against him, and he will hold us accountable for doing it. Yeah, so we were to watch our to, tongues no matter who we talk to. It you, talks about you know, that and in Jude and in other books that it, even the Archangel Michael did not make a railing accusation against Satan. That's correct. And I'm a traditional, serious Catholic. And do I agree with everything? I know what's going on in the Vatican. You've, I'm sure, heard of Malachi Martin. Oh, sure, mm -hmm. sure, yeah. Okay, I've read his books. Do I agree with Malachi Martin? Yeah, and some things I do. Do I agree he should have thrown everything out the window? No. Like Luther. Luther was very good about the bringing up the abuses of selling indulgences, which is just insane. But then he threw everything out, and we've got to be careful of that. I Amen. love my faith. And I don't believe everything a bishop. We had a horrible bishop. And I'm still praying for him, although he's Bishop Emeritus. I'm still praying for him today. He's not a bad man, but I don't know if you know the terrible things, the women's movement. You know, woman lib. So many people thought I was a woman. And I'm not. I, it's straight out of hell. Of course. Yeah, it was never about women's liberation. It was no. never about equal rights. It was never about that. No. Just like the homosexual thing. I like it. Correct. Yep. All right, Kathy. So, well, 
But I just want you to give people hope that Jesus really is going to help us. If we didn't have hope, we wouldn't be doing the program. And and you're right. I know. But you have never talked about the refuges, and they really exist. Because I know of one. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, you know, we'll check out the the, the website. Thank you, Kathy. God bless you. Thanks for the call, Kathy. You have a good night. You too. Same guy. Bye. All right, we got Mark back, and we got Mark and then Kimberly, both first-time callers. We're going to go to Mark Mark. first. You're up, Mark. Come on, man. Talk to us. All right. There we go. (laughs) I appreciate you. I appreciate you giving me another chance. I got it muted and couldn't get it unmuted. Yeah, I've done that on on a regular phone. Right. uh, But uh, I had a uh, uh, your previous caller, I believe his name was Bob, he brought up yeah. a couple of subjects I'm kind of interested in, and uh, if it's all right, I'll do them in reverse order since we heard them in the other order. Uh, one sure. was on uh, the bi- the viruses and stuff. Is that all right for me? To yeah, see? go ahead, Mark. It's oh, your dime. Okay. Well, it's actually it's our dime, but that's all right. So the viruses. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, uh, I uh, work in coatings, and uh, we were looking at a coating someone developed with a self-healing coating and basically it had spheres that uh, they could put the, the uh, hardener and the uh, the pigment in, in different spheres and when you scratch the coating it would cut those spheres and they would bleed in and it'd be self-healing well those spheres were so small they'll go through any filter paper and they could put anything in them they would like. And uh, they could put them in the bloodstream, but uh, all you have to do is play the right note, the right frequency, and it would cause them to burst, and they could create an epidemic at will. So all they have to do is... But, but wouldn't, wouldn't that be dangerous? Because uh, when you say the right frequency, are you talking about uh, like a... A particular frequency, frequency for right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I, but wouldn't that be dangerous? Because couldn't someone just happen? To, it'd be like a, a garage door opener, for example. Um, you know, like a universal garage door opener, where, um, well, I, I don't want to use that analogy, but wouldn't that be dangerous just to have a frequency activated uh, system like that? Um. Right, of course, you'd have to put it at a frequency, design them such that it'd be at a frequency that would not be something that would be naturally found, and it would be a sound and not an electromagnetic frequency. So, right, right. Anyway, that's just okay. Okay, all right. Well, that's interesting. Um, Very interesting, actually, because we deal with frequencies or talk about frequencies all the time, and and the weaponization of frequencies as well as the the opposite, the healing properties of frequencies, as whole tones does talks. You know, for example, with the the, what they do. So, but that's interesting. All right. Anyway, that was one of the things that I got having having worked with that particular coding system. Uh, The other thing that he mentioned was the uh, terraforming, and. I know uh, Carl Baum at the Creations Evidence Museum there at Glen Rose, Texas. Uh, he had showed where he could put um, animals in a, a hyperbaric chamber where they increased the pressure so their lungs would hold more air, that they would grow huge. 
Well, first Steve one, Quill talks about I that. Believe, right, okay, yeah. Well, I figured it, this is definitely linked to Steve. So, uh, but by increasing the canopy, they increase the uh, the barometric pressure, which would enable the uh, giants to come out of the depths because they could, you know, breathe oxygen. And the more more they build up the canopy, the more the uh, the uh, barometric pressure will go up. The more we'll start seeing these these creatures coming out of the depths. Also, this might very well be the reason for all the sinkholes. That's a very good idea, man. Mark, you're you're on fire. You are on fire. Everything you've said tonight so far. And think about that because it's you're on, keep going, brother. Keep going. Got about another minute. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Great stuff. Okay. Well, I'll just close. I also have a next step for CERN and the next step for Nabooru, but uh, I'll have to save that one. But uh, anyway. Uh, Steve has my email because I sent him probably one of the worst, worst and weirdest emails he ever gotten about uh, that. Uh, You've never seen his email box uh, inbox, oh <laughs> brother! Don't he got mine. Uh, about the sexually sexually active demons, you know. That's the, uh, I kind of no. said something about he shouldn't shouldn't be naming them on the air because they have no no no. No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, but uh, yes, uh, but uh, my email is down right now. But but anyway, I'll try to get in contact with y'all again and, and, and give you that other information. Mark, Either thank that you. Or I'll put it out on YouTube All right. or something. Thank you, brother. Yeah, we're short on time, and uh, you, you're right, high, well, uh, heavy on knowledge. You. God bless you, brother. Thank you, man. Right, we're praying for you. Thank you. We we need it. Thank Boy. you for those prayers, Mark. You have a great weekend. God bless you. All right, Kimberly, come on down. The price is right. Hi, Doug. Hi hey. there. Hi, guys. You're the last caller of the week, and you can take us out. And okay. buy dinner, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to talk about, you guys, is um, I mentioned to my husband the other day that you know, it, it makes it so hard for someone to to take a stand and to, you know, do what is hard and do what is right because, you know, from all the examples, not all of them, but I would say the majority um, of the examples that I've seen, you know, lately, people don't come to um, to your side. You know what I mean? They They don't rally around you. You know, and I'm right now I'm kind of thinking of, um, you know, the deal that happened in Oregon. And, uh, you know, th- those poor men are still in prison. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, do you, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. We sure do. We can't get people off the couch unless their remote is broken or or their um, EV affected personally. Yeah, never mind. I, it's just yeah, yeah. It's but, sad, and that's not yeah. true all the way around. But yeah, for the no, most part, no, it's not true all the way. And sometimes you know, and it might not even be intentional because I know that there's been times where, well, many times that I thought, well, I wish I could be in Oregon or I wish I could be here and there, and I think a lot of it is financial and a lot of it is um like you were talking earlier the the uh, lack of organization you know it seems like the other side you know they have 
all this money coming in, and they have people organizing all these events. And so it's much easier for them to go to city to city and 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 to get people together because they're probably getting uh, paid to do it. You know what I mean? And so it makes it so difficult for us. And I'm not sure what the answer is, if because um, I'm not good at organizing. But I but I know that there are a lot of people out there that you know that do yeah. marketing and organizing. I I don't know. But don't you think that some of it is just that uh, people want to they want to be there and they want to help, but they can't get there. Absolutely. I well, believe that a lot that, of it deals with that and yeah. finances and other uh, reasons for people not to be able to to join in to uh, things like that, you know. Some are taking care I, I of elderly wish, parents. Know, some are, you know. Right, right. I, I wish, you know, I think about those things all the time, uh, you know, if there was a way to come up with, you know, fundraising or, or something to... Um, to get us together, and you know, you know to, what? Keep 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 watch of uh, Coach Dave Dobmeyer, uh, Salt and Light Brigade, and keep in touch with him as well because yeah, he's expecting a lot of change. Yeah, and, and and that's one way. Kimberly, we we got to let you go. We're at the end of the show. God bless okay. you. Thank you so much for love your you guys. Call. Love you. We, we love we you. We love you well. too. Feel free to call back. You know. Thank you. Have a good night. You know, folks, Mother's Day, this Sunday, give mom a hug. Give her flowers from Pro Flowers, but give her a hug, too. Give her a kiss. Tell her how much you, she means to you. You know, it's said that every father should remember that one day his son will follow his example instead of his advice. Moms. You know, moms. Take some time to spend with your family mom, this weekend. you know, they're the only... A mother is a person who, seeing that there are only four pieces of pie for five people, she'll say that she never did care for pie. Think about that. Folks, until Monday with Steve Quill and Tom Horn, have a great weekend. Is the Global Star.